Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution 91.7. And welcome to our fall semester finale, Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I'm your host, John Nalden, alongside Matthew Hargrove, Tori Bowling, and Harrison Valk. We got our producer, Caden Gaylord, along with our reporters, Ryan and Patrick Carey. Guys, been a fantastic semester. Been a fantastic decade. This is our best of the decade show. We got a lot to talk about tonight, especially WKU football, WKU basketball, WKU volleyball. Bunch of stuff going on, guys. How are y'all feeling this evening? I am feeling, uh, I'm feeling great. Sad that we are losing John and w- Harrison yeah. in the next two uh, after. I was just going to mention John just mentioned like all of the WKU sport uh, sports this past weekend and in the decade, and just how crazy of a decade it's been for sports. But he didn't mention that this is our last show. I mean, I can, yes. yeah, yeah. Harrison and I will be signing off for good after these two hours. This two hour special we got going on, but we got plenty plenty of things to talk about for the time being let's go ahead and get right into it we have a massive bowl announcement for wku after going three and nine last season wku finished season eight and four and they will be going to ladies and gentlemen be playing the serve pro first responder bowl against western michigan on december 30th in dallas texas at ford stadium which a lot of people may not know that is the home of smu football so we'll be playing in another college team's football stadium for that bowl game a couple things to take note of. Western Michigan, they were 7-5 and five in, uh, uh, for their overall record this year. They were 5-3 and three in the MAC. They finished second in the MAC West. Another interesting thing to note, they, were, they had a 5-2 and two record against teams that reached bowl eligibility. I think that's a really important thing, including two wins against both teams that were in the Mid-American Conference Championship, including Miami of Ohio. They won 38-16, and then Central Michigan, they won 31-15. Another one of those teams they played, they lost. It was Michigan State on the road, 51-17. to But overall, I would say they're playing a – WKU's playing a pretty good opponent in Western Michigan. Well, I would say they're playing a pretty inconsistent opponent because when you look at their schedule, yes, they have some pretty good wins, but they have some really bad losses, especially in their conference, losing to Eastern Michigan, who is one of the worst teams in the MAC. They lost to Bowling Green, and they lost to Northern Illinois. There's some other ones. Um, but, yeah, when I look at their schedule, I see it as a very favorable matchup for Western Kentucky. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you, yeah, they have a 5-2 and two record against teams that reach bowl eligibility, but then if you take that away, they're 2-3 and three against teams that didn't reach bowl eligibility. <laughs> does, uh, does, does Georgia State count as a good win? I, I don't think uh, so. They have a win over UT, so. I'm not scared of the, what are they, the Mustangs? I, I'm not scared because I'm looking at Broncos. some of their. Broncos, okay. The, yeah, the Western Michigan Broncos. I'm looking at some of their stats right now. Their bowl record is one in eight. That means they've only won I'm one. Pretty bowl sure game. that one was that bowl game with PJ Fleck, or did they end up losing to a BC? I'm going to look. That I didn't up. even know PJ Fleck was. A that's where. That's where yeah, PJ Fleck before he was that. in Minnesota was at Western Michigan. I, um, but anyway, in in a way, it kind of reminds me of how WKU men's basketball has been over the years. They play to their competition. When they play somebody who's pretty decent, they're able to show out and get a win. But whenever they're playing, you know, like an Eastern Michigan or somebody that's pretty lowly. They don't put up the numbers or the points or get the win like they're supposed to. Um, 
A couple other stats for Western Michigan. Number two offense in the MAC behind only Ball State. However, Ball State was only five and seven, so they are pretty much all offense. Uh, Western Michigan gets 40, 457 total yards per game. They score 34 points per game uh, in the passing. They get 245 passing yards per game, along with 212 rushing yards per game. That's a pretty impressive number, especially on the rushing side. However, they are the number seven defense in the MAC, allowing 415 total yards per game. Only giving up 26 points per game, though, uh, allowing 228 passing yards, and then man giving up 186 rushing yards per game. So both really dominant on the offensive side for rushing, but also pretty weak in terms of their defensive rushing. And I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but also looking at their schedule, they don't play good on the road. And Western, you know, they picked up a nice win against Southern Miss, who was had one of the most dominant offenses in Conference USA. So with you know, taking all, all that in, Western Michigan playing a neutral site in Dallas, and it's probably closer. I mean, I don't know how many Western fans or Western Michigan fans are going to go yeah. to Dallas, Texas to watch them, but I would assume there's going to be more Western fans. So it's going to be, I guess, more of a road game for Western Michigan. Yeah, <sighs> and uh, looking at it, um, you know, they do have the good offense, but how many times have we talked about this season, WKU going up against a high-profile offense, take Army's rushing offense, um, you got Southern Miss, like Florida you said. Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. And WKU's defense is showing up time and time again. You know, when it comes to WKU facing top offenses, I'm not scared at all. Um, I do like seeing their defense as a great because, you know, WKU does need a little bit on the offensive end, but I, I really feel like that if, um, if WKU shows up that they can win this football game. I agree. So I agree as well. And I'm, I'm looking at some of the stats of like some of the the leaders, uh, the Western Michigan football uh, leaders, uh, like some of their defensive guys. Like Treshawn Hayward leads the team with 132 tackles, and then their for their cornerbacks with like interceptions and like get, getting the ball like from WK's offense and giving it. There's the, the their leading cornerback only averages like three interceptions a game, which is I think is good. It's actually three yeah. interceptions on the season. Of the season. Of the season, yeah. Not not the game, sorry. Three interceptions but, uh, on the game, I'd be like, oh, I think I need to worry That's pretty dangerous. The that's, <laughs> that, then you wouldn't be afraid of that. But of the season, uh, of then that's – I don't know. I feel, I feel like the, the maybe the defense will ha – uh, WKU's defense will have an advantage yeah, in this definitely. game as well. Now, I want to I wanna ask you guys, do you think Western Kentucky fans are mad seeing uh, a big bowl like the Music City Bowl Mississippi State and Louisville, you know, Mississippi State, 6-6, six and yeah. six, barely made a bowl game. Do you think that makes Western fans mad? You know, pretty good 8-4 and four season, but they're in a not as good as a bowl as the Music City Bowl. I don't think WKU fans should be mad about any kind of bowl right now. I think they should be happy. One, I think back at the beginning of the season, we all said if they were 6-6 six and six and, and got invited to a bowl, then we would be satisfied. So I think we're already past that satisfied line. I think we should be hoping for a bowl win, a nine-win season. I don't think they should be complaining about where they're located right now. No, I don't either. And uh, going back to your um, question earlier, Matthew, um, Kalamazoo, Michigan – is where Western Michigan is. Do you all know what is from Kalamazoo, Michigan? I do not. That's do where not. Derek Jeter was born. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure Matthew loves loves that fact. <laughs> um, no. But anyway, that's 15 hours from Dallas, and uh, we are 10 hours from Dallas. So, I mean, that's a pretty long drive for some diehard Western Michigan fans. But no, I, I you know looking at the bowl results, I don't really see any bowl that like I would necessarily like mad that WK didn't make because I mean. The Music City Bowl, you know, even though you had an eight and four record, I wouldn't say you have a better resume than Mississippi State. Yeah, I also know uh, just kind of talking about this too with like the location 
wise of how we always have the conference USA championship in mm. uh, Frisco, which is only thirty minutes away from Dallas. So I'm, I, th- I think maybe like, do you guys think there will be like a really big crowd of like Western Kentucky fans there to make the commute to You're Dallas? Saying fran- fans that are in Frisco. Well, yeah, yeah. Alumni. I'm I'm not really sure what the alumni base is like in the Texas area, but I mean, if there is any sort of alumni, I think it would be easy to to assume they would come out. Let's go ahead and. Or he may be saying like, or like, you know, know, in the Conference USA basketball tournament, yeah, when they travel from Kentucky to Texas, they always look on TV at least. The Western fans usually show out. I mean, I I would assume that they would, especially with this being the first. First bowl game in a couple of year, three years, I believe, something like that. And so they have no excuse, I mean, not to at least be excited about watching a bowl game, whether it be on TV or live. But let's go and look at a couple more players to watch for Western Michigan. That quarterback, John Wasink, completes 60% of his passes, nearly 3,000 passing yards on the season, 19 touchdowns to seven interceptions. So it's important to note this guy does not turn the ball over very much. And then running back, Levante Bellamy, over 1,400 rushing yards on 248 attempts. And then he has 23 touchdowns on the season. So that prolific offense, I know we've said that WKU's been pretty good at stopping people like Army, Southern Miss. But they did have issues against teams like Florida Atlantic, who ended up you know, winning the Conference USA Championship. But I think it's, I think it's safe to say that this is, this is set up to be a shootout type of game. And if WK is able to keep it from being a shootout, maybe get off to an early lead, get some big stops, get Western Michigan out of rhythm, I think WKU will find themselves in a game that they should come out victorious in. Yeah, and Ty Story's been playing really well recently, so I don't see Western getting blown out at all. I can see Western blowing out Western Michigan. Um, but like you said, yeah, this, this has potential to be a very high scoring now, game. Now, if you're if you're Tyson Helton, which um – which attack are you trying to stop? Are you are you going to focus on trying to stop the pass attack or uh, this rushing? I think one thing that's important is the fact that we're pretty bad, or not not we're pretty bad. Um, their running game is pretty fantastic, and I would say we of all things we've been good at stopping so far this year has been stopping the run. So if we can stop their prolific rushing offense, I think that WK would have a pretty good chance of winning. Well, because Bellamy averages five and a half yards I a carry. That's ridiculous. But that's also, like, that's I also don't think every... you're going to do things like turn uh, turn John Wasink over. He's only got seven interceptions. It'd be something that WKU defense would like to do is get him maybe to make a couple mistakes. But I think you're more more likely to stick to the script as WKU football and what their identity has been on defense this year and stop the ground game. One last question I got. How, much Im- how important do you think it is for WKU to win this game? I mean, you would like to see it, but it's not the end of the world because, like we were just talking about, the expectation, we would just be glad to see Western go 6-6. Six and six. That's was, That was our thought process at the beginning of the year. So to get 8-4, and four, if they lose in a bowl game in Tyson Helton's first season, it's, it's not the end of the world. You know, it is the end of the world, but, if you, but the flip side of it, if you can go 9-4 and four under first year of Tyson Helton, I mean, what a way to start oh, out to, huge. this uh, program is trajectory. I mean, you, WKU opens up as a favorite. They're a two-point favorite. Um, you know, if you lose, if you lose a game like this, it's pretty much a toss-up. Um, you know, like you say, it's not going to hurt too much. But I mean, obviously, to win, you'd love to get. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's really the end of the world. And I, I'm going to go back to kind of what I talked about like last week with Tyson Helton and what he has done for this team oh, in yeah. his first season. If we do go eight and five or nine and four, I think it's okay. I think it's been a great season overall, and I think 
no matter like what the outcome of the, this bowl game will be, we ha- we still have. I mean, Tyson Holland's not going anywhere. No. We still have a lot to look forward to to next season. And who, I mean, with what he's done with this team like so far in this season, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to to next season as well. And, and for Ho- and there's just I, I feel like there's like a greater like hope or like anticipation for next season as well. I think Ty Story wants this more than than Tyson Helton would. <laughs> it's his last year. I mean, he probably wants to go out with the bowl win more than anybody else on this team. Um, and we talk about how we have Tyson for a few years, but we don't have, I mean, we, we don't know the quarterback situation for the next few years. So um, this is probably our best chance for the next couple of years to grab a bowl win. And, and at the end of the day, the moral of the story is you're getting the games on the 28th. The 30th. 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 Games yep. on the 30th. You have a, another three or four weeks to practice. I oh, mean, yeah. that, that's huge for a developing team under a new coach. You get those extra – uh, weeks of practice, those extra pack, practice reps, um, and just another game to play in. Uh, just a huge success for uh, Tyson Hilton in his first year. Definitely been a great football season for WKU. When we come back, we're going to dive into the week that was in Diddle Arena, WKU men's basketball and women's basketball, along with the volleyball postseason. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Red Zone Radio, right here on Revolution 91.7. John Alden, Matthew Hargrove, Harrison Valk, Tori Bowling, Caden Gaylord, Ryan, and Patrick. Man, we got quite the crew over here. Quite, quite, quite the radio crew. Diddle Arena has been quite electric the past several nights. I'm not sure if any of you all have realized. Um, obviously, you definitely have. Matthew and Ryan, I saw you all uh, getting rowdy last night in the Rick's Rowdy student section. Tori, I heard you were there as well. That massive win for WKU men's basketball over a previously undefeated Arkansas. I mean, I know it goes back to the narrative of WKU is, is beating the teams that they're not supposed to beat and losing the teams that they're not supposed to, like Wright State earlier in the week. But what does this win mean for the program right now? It means nothing because this is, I mean, this is lining up exactly how it went last season. And if you get Charles Bassey, who went down and had to leave yesterday's game, if you get him out for the rest of the season, then it's just going to get worse. Your tournament chances go down. Yeah, I mean, if, you know, we're all anxiously waiting the news of Bassey. I mean, even after the win last night, it it was kind of a bittersweet because awesome win i mean the, the the ability for this team to come together and grit out that win um coming from behind in the last few minutes uh with bassy going down like he did was amazing but every, in the back of everybody's mind I was like all right how's the big man well it, how's it, should, be? it should give them a lot of confidence too to know that they did beat an sec team the rest of the way without bassy yeah and like I, I'm not convinced that Bassey's out for the season. I mean, obviously the the MRI is going to tell us, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think there's still a sliver of chance. If he's not out, then the win means everything. But like you said, Matthew, if he is out for the year, it means nothing. Yeah, I agree too. Like especially like like if he's not if he, he's not out, then we're okay. And then there's like there's still like like I think we're going to be doing better in the season. Especially we have about three more games left of just non-conference USA rivals and then after that it's uh it's all like conference usa teams afterwards so that's really going to determine like the standings of the conference usa and basketball standings and where we are as a team and like how well we're going to do as well too and yeah and also uh real quick i want to make a huge apology to my man jared savage i i was a frustrated wku fan when i made the comparison 
with oh, him and Jake oh Omer last oh, week. Man. It was a bad comparison, but you can't act like he's not going to go over seven in the next two games. <laughs> he now, went, uh, now hold on now. He went three now, for hold eight, on, hold on. and because he hit one shot, that meant. That we went to overtime. If he doesn't hit that shot, we're doing the same thing. Like we did. No, 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 no. Jared for Savage, seven. he he had 14 points last night. He went three for eight from downtown. He hit the fine. ones that matter, though. From he forced us I mean, to go into a, overtime. That's, that's not bad at Almost all. Yeah, it's every not bad, but the next game, he'll go one for seven. Yeah, we don't know that. What if you turn a corner? And a lot of people well, were what? talking <laughs> A lot of people were talking about Carson Williams not living up to expectations, but he gets two crucial blocks whenever WKU and Arkansas were keeping it close. Uh, a couple other storylines real quick. Tavion Hollingsworth. Led in all three major categories last night. 23 points, nine rebounds, six assists. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Now, it would be interesting. Uh, you guys may know, but does Tavion have a double-double on his, in his Western career? I'm sure, anybody know? I'm sure like, he does. You would think he would, uh, but, I mean, I can't say for sure. Yeah, but that would have been really cool if he would have got that 10 rebound. And Tavion, like, this is the Tavion we've needed. I mean, yes. we, we've needed that go-to score. Uh, he, he was the reason that WK got back in that game last night because him driving to the hole, getting fouls, he, he still he doesn't hit free throws like I think he should. But the ability the for team, free throws were atrocious yes, last night for the most part. But the ability for him to get to the rim, force contact, and go to the free throw line was the reason that WKU stayed in that game last night. It, after Bassey went down, I mean, just, just his ability to have have that go to score as a junior it was just crucial for WKU. Speaking of which, after Bassey went down, Josh Anderson was responsible for uh, for pretty much picking up the load. Yep. He ended up finishing the game playing thirty minutes. He scored fifteen points throughout the rest of the game, and he I'm pretty sure a lot of that came after Bassey went down. And so that's important. We've t- we've all talked about Josh Anderson being the guy who doesn't really get enough respect. He comes off the bench. People think he should play more. I know we've made the comparison. Why is Jared Savage playing over him? But, I mean, I would say he proved his worth, as he does time and time again, last night. Well, he's going to get uh, plenty of minutes now, especially because Bassey, I don't expect him to play no. uh, the next game or maybe the, not the next couple of weeks if he is going to come back. Uh, but, yeah, Josh Anderson, man, he, he was doing it all last night on offense, and then he's one of the best de- defenders on this WKU team so he was just yeah he's very crucial. He, he's such a difference maker on defense I mean when he's locked in guarding their, their best player I mean he's a hard guy hard guy to get around he really is and Savage you, like a, a, a chair could drive around yeah. him I but when when um when Anderson is in there just yeah he doesn't give you as much on offense and I mean Ryan probably doesn't think that Savage gives you anything but like he does spread the floor a little more than Josh Anderson does but well, when he's on he does but yeah. when he's off and you're having a guy who can't play defense or offense so but I mean now you're gonna have to see a small ball lineup because you're not it's not like you're gonna play Matt Horton at the five because we saw what he, he got it last night you're, you're gonna have to see, more like, than you, you I mean want. he will start but he's not gonna finish I games. don't even know if Matt Horton will start I think he no will, way. they'll have probably to. have jo- they'll have to have you can put Josh Anderson. You can play I've, Josh Anderson and Carson Williams in the forwards. You got Savage. You got Tavion. You got Justice. I'll tell you what you don't want to do. You don't want to rely on Cozart and Horton at the five. No, because no, Cozart <laughs> lost his spot to Horton. Yeah, and that, that says that just says it right. When he's starting, doesn't matter because Matt and Horton will start. I'm not. That's not a question. You really think you really think that Josh Anderson is just stuck to his bench role? Yeah, but he'll finish the game. That's all that matters. No, yeah, it doesn't matter who starts. It matters yeah. who finishes the game. And, like, Horton didn't play terrible last night. He came in and gave you some energy. I mean, yeah, he's not the best defender, but, I mean, he, he's long. He gets rebounds. He fights. That's all you need right now. But, yeah, you're going to have to finish games with Carson Williams at the five. That worries me a little bit. I mean, against bigger teams, like, you know, he 
he has a little weakness. I mean, he, he's he's a smaller four, and you know, against big lineups, he struggles. But that's what you're gonna have to roll I with. I mean, yeah, at this he's point. A, like you said, he's a small four, and he's gonna be even smaller at the five. Yeah. So you're gonna have to have Tavion rebound like that pretty much every game now. Yeah. I Dude. could say I could say I was impressed though because the way that. They, they've lost two straight, and I was very critical of them losing the right state, and then they just came back and beat Arkansas. So I can say I was very impressed by that and the fact that they were, they were resilient and came out without Charles and won the game. So I, I give them props for that, and we'll see what they can do for the rest of the non-conference schedule. All right, moving on to women's basketball. They got can two. I say one more thing? Oh, go right ahead, Tori. Um, Jimmy Witt, he was the guy that you were talking about okay. earlier, uh, number 33. Did you all see his free throw last night? I mean, it is oh, the way he like pushes it. Yes. Thing. That is the most insane thing I've seen since semi pro. When uh, but the thing Will is, Ferrell. like his <laughs> his actual jump shot wasn't that ugly. I mean, it I, wasn't pretty, I, but I like, it was just it was, it was wild. It was it was weird, but like I I just don't get that. I don't get the whole thing. He doesn't dribble one time. He, he was probably the worst good basketball player I've seen. The free throw <laughs> shot reminded me of Sean Marion. Yeah, because <laughs> Sean Marion, you know, he would do the little push yeah, thing. It was just pushed, weird. Like, I don't know. It was weird, but like that. The dude did have what I think he had uh, eighteen and four. No, my bad. Uh, Seventeen and twelve last night. So I mean, he played pretty well. But like, I don't know. Just yeah, that was probably <laughs> the wor- he's probably the worst good player I've seen. I am game. impressed hey. though because um, we're WKU is used to letting their best player have the game of his life every time they play. Um, but Isaiah Joe didn't really. Yep, six of fifteen. He didn't really have that great of a game, and I'm pretty sure Savage was on him most of the game. Um, so I guess props to him, but maybe that's just a bad shooting night from Isaiah Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you will not give Jared Savage any credit, will you? No. I mean, he did all right. He had a good game last night. I'm he not saying he, he did. He had the biggest shot of the game. He did. Yeah. But And I don't know if you saw this, story, but before the shot, he went over to Arkansas's bench after the charge, and he said, I'm going to take this three. And then he <laughs> went down, and he shot it, and he made it. That reminds me of another thing. The block before the charge. Right. Oh, yeah. That was the worst call I've ever oh, seen. That was awful. That was mm. so awful. I've never seen a home crowd that I have been a part of get so angry. And it had to. Well, at it was one on Josh Anderson, thing. I believe. Yeah. Uh, the block call was on Josh Tavion. Anderson. Tavion. Tavion. Well, essentially, what happened? He, he just beat him to a spot. Yeah. And, and he, he literally just shoved he him out of the way. Slipped. And and they called it a block. That blew my mind. But then they come back down and take another charge. I think that was Justice that took the charge. Yes, it was Justice. That I mean, I was so pumped after that because like just the way that the whole event turned out, it was just amazing. Either way, we we got to move on to women's basketball. They got two big wins themselves this week, starting off with Oklahoma at home. They won 74-63. Three players got in double figures. Eljadawi with 23, Givens 18, and then Creech with 17. That's the kind of production we need from those three girls night in and night out. But what's coming up is even more impressive, I believe, just from an individual standpoint. They traveled to Ball State on the road. They got an overtime victory against them, 91-86. D. Givens, 41 points, 14 for 28 from the field, 6 for 14 from three. Now, uh, not enough people are talking about this team. They are legit. You know, you got football going on. They've had an incredible season. Basketball uh, just beating Arkansas. And then, obviously, we know what volleyball has done. This Hilltopper team against Oklahoma ran the table. A Power 5 school came in here, and they just did whatever they wanted to do. And I think what is different about this team from last year, and we kind of saw it in the Conference USA Tournament, is Whitney Creech and Sherry Porter are starting to put up buckets. Sherry Porter's got the three ball going, and when you got D. Givens putting up 
41 points. And then an email today, we, we know what she could do. I mean, she's a double-double machine. Mm-hmm. They have a dangerous starting lineup. They are a – this team is exciting. It just you, Nobody's talking about them because of what else is all, – all the good things that are going on They're the undefeated hill. at home, too. They're yeah. 4-0, and, uh, and they're undefeated at home. And their yeah. next home game, I think, is like – is uh, oh, well, it's going to be a while. Their See, next home game isn't until January. Yeah, just January 9th Incredible. against UAB. Yeah, and um, uh, D. Gibbons put up 41. Kind of reminds me of a little lefty we had here a couple of years ago uh, by the name of Taser Brown. That's right. Mm. I mean, talk about <laughs> a bucket. Comparison. Talk about a bucket. The Kobe of and, and Talk about a bucket. <laughs> and we were comparing D. Gibbons to Taysha Brown last year, and if she can continue that form, she is well on her way to being that next Taysha Brown. I'm sure she doesn't want to necessarily be compared. I'm sure she wants to leave her own legacy, but it's already impressive that the comparisons can actually be there and be a legitimate thing. And that Ball State game, I mean, that's a that's a tough that's a tough game. Coach Greg Collins in the in the press conference after the Oklahoma game, I mean, he was he was talking about how last year's game against Ball State was tough, and then just going on the road, just really impressive stuff by this women's basketball team. And we got one more sport to look at: WKU women's volleyball who got to host their first two ever NCAA tournament games. Matthew, I know you were there for the, for the UofL game. That was the second round. Caden, I'm pretty sure you were there for, uh, he was. for, for the Herald. How, how was it? I, I was there for the second game, but what was just the overall experience? Man, it was just – it was so electric. Like, right when I walked in the diddle, I wanted to suit up and play some volleyball. Like, it was weird. <laughs> I, I just love the atmosphere. I don't know about you, Caden. Um, obviously, it was disappointing. They, they, everyone just played. I don't know about you, Lauren Matthews just seemed a little bit out, a little out of it. Yeah, I think she got hurt. She got hurt a little bit. Okay, because because uh, Travis also said uh, Sophia and yeah. Nadia got hurt as well. So I don't know how yeah, big was, of factors they were. I mean, the fir- well, the first game they set a record for volleyball game. It was four thousand. You remember it was four thousand five hundred and fourteen or something. That sounds about that. right. And then the second game blew the first game out the water with yeah, five thousand plus. Yeah, five thousand twenty-three, I think. So the, exact the, the fact that you know this is what Travis Hudson wanted his whole entire career was the community to come out and support the volleyball team this much, and it was crazy. I've never been in an environment as loud as that was against Louisville. I had a headache. I was ready. <laughs> I, w- I was annoyed, but it was a great time, and you know, it was just it was just so like heart wrenching to watch. Uh, them play Louisville, them dominate, was it, the first set, I believe. Yes. They dominated the first set, and then Louisville put in what I call the big and tall lineup, and it was like four six-foot-plus girls, and WKU just couldn't get anything over the net. They just kept blocking the sh- blocking their attempts. Yeah, that, that was my takeaway from the, the whole match, was that Louisville just blocked everything. I mean, they, they were bigger, and uh, um, the – Number 13 girl, I can't remember her name for Louisville, but I mean... Uh, Aiko Jones. I mean, she was automatic. And just every time WKU would uh, maybe almost get a point, they'd set it right back up to her, and she'd just kind of settle the crowd down. So uh, I actually thought WKU kind of... I wouldn't say blew it, but I mean, they got out the big leads in the yeah. second and third sets. Right, yeah. They blew they blew some of their leads, and, you know, that, that happened. But, you know, they came back in the fourth, and they won the fourth, and, you know, they had the momentum. And then yep. just a rough start to the fifth set. And, and the fact that they even came back in the fourth set. Right. I mean, that was pretty incredible. But well, you think all that all that energy that they did to get to the fifth set, you think it just it took, it took, it, yeah. it took everything out of them. What, uh, what was your reaction, I guess? Did you, did you guys attend the press conference yes. afterwards? What was your reaction to what Travis Hudson said about the season? And just, I guess, because I saw that, like, all – like. 
th that was like the I think the, the thing that I saw most from the game that was like on Twitter what the, all the media was tweeting about and everything and I I guess what was your I guess reaction? I mean, it that? was it was great. Travis Hudson is, I mean, he's one of the best coaches that WKU has ever had. If you're talking about all sports combined, thirty-two and two, twenty-eight wins. I don't care what conference you're in, you you are just a legit team. So Travis Hudson, I mean, the the talk about um, uh, what was the exact quote he said, Harrison? Something. Uh, I don't. I don't remember exactly, but it's like how many times does something have to happen for you to order to be grateful, or yeah. or something like and, that. And uh, just phenomenal season for Western, and I, I mean they're not losing. They're losing two seniors, so I don't know about thirty-two and two, but I fully expect them <laughs> to win Conference USA next year, and maybe uh, maybe get into right. the round of thirty-two again. Especially because they finished twenty and ten last year, and you turn around and go thirty-two and two. Yeah. And in one year, I mean, I don't see anything like that happening. I no. really did want them to beat the brakes off Louisville just because the, the little smirky comment before. Or yeah. after the, It'd be I mean, funny yeah. if, uh, oh, yeah, if we were only, only two losses. Yeah, and then they little smirk, uh, little laugh like that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hate Louisville, so I really, wanted, I really wanted to beat the brakes <laughs> off of them. But it'll right. be comeback season. Kudos to WKU volleyball, WKU men's basketball, WKU women's basketball. It's just been a phenomenal. It's been week. a great year. Diddle great has year experienced some great stuff this fall. Uh, when we come back, though, we're going to go back into our annual or weekly, excuse me, college football discussion. We finally have our answer, though. The college football playoff has been decided. Uh, the, the, at least the placement of teams has been decided. We're also going to talk about takeaways from championship weekend, along with a few other bowl matchups that may be interesting. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Red Zone Radio, Revolution 91.7. John Alden, Matthew Hargrove, Tori Bowling, Harrison Vault, Caden Gaylord, Ryan. I've been blanking on your last name today for some reason. Ryan, what, remind me of your last name. <laughs> it's Gooden. Gooden. And then Patrick Carey over there. I don't know why I keep blanking on your last name right now. Well, when Ryan, you say everyone's uh, name, it really does blank on you. I, just Ryan, felt, I, think, I think that's the, how it was for me last week when I hosted yeah. it, too. The, so. the first time, like your first show... Um, that you were on when I was hosting, I'm pretty sure I called you Goodlit. It's so. right. And I've seen several times in the rundown, Tori misspelled Caden's name, which is pretty fun, too. CK, I don't know what it is. <laughs> C. <laughs> it's all, it's all the same. Anyway, college football playoff. The drama is officially over. And what was fixing to be uh, uh, the, le the weeks leading up to the final championship weekend, we thought we were going to get a pretty juicy scenario, but really the way that things played out, it was pretty obvious what was going to happen. The only thing that was going to potentially stir up some controversy was who was going to get that number one overall seed, and we did get a flip. We got LSU at the one, Ohio State at the two. So the first question I got for you all, uh, is that deserving? I think it's deserving, for, first of all, LSU at the one. Well, yeah, I mean, LSU's being – Florida, Bama, Georgia, and they even have a tough non-conference uh, non-conference win at Texas. I mean, they've done everything. I was shocked that the week before they put Ohio State there because you know Ohio State they have some they have some good wins, but they haven't had as tough a schedule as LSU. Well, but, let's not and their, their no, quarterback not. Joe Burrow. I think he said like the set of the the SEC single touchdown. Single season touchdown. As, uh, yeah, that 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 dude is on fire. Like I'm, I'm a fan of LSU this season just because of him, and yeah, I'm a he's, Florida fan. He's like, great. You don't hear that. But yeah. yeah, they beat uh, Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Twice. Florida. Yeah, and 
I mean, Ohio State's best win is Wisconsin and Wisconsin uh, twice. Wisconsin, Wisconsin or Penn State. Would you Penn put? State. Would you put Penn Michigan State. as a better team over Penn State? No, I mean, huh? Are you I sure? Don't know. It's, it's, Michigan's it's, good if they're not playing Ohio State. Wisconsin beat the dog crap out of, and that's true of Michigan. But Michigan, if you give Michigan, I don't know, a minute and a half, they beat whoever Penn State. it is. Whoever it, that don't matter. Whoever it is. Uh, any of those teams that LSU beat would be favored on neutral field with those Big Ten teams. So uh, I just think that LSU's uh, resume is clear, clearly better, and the, the committee got it right. I yeah. disagree. I disagree. Actually, why? Um, <laughs> why? How? <laughs> Let him go. go. Let the man Let speak. Hold on. Let's look at how many top twenty-five wins that both of these teams have. All right. I mean, I believe it's four apiece. They both have four. Ohio State has gone back to back to back weeks against top. 15 teams beating Penn State, beating Michigan, it's and then beating the Wisconsin. Season, the okay, but we're talking about you talking about oh it's LSU about the whole beat, resume. LSU beat Bama. Bama is not good this year. Just Bama only played two teams this okay, year. Seriously, oh. like turn his mic off. What who about Bama's not good? I'm producer today, so you can't turn <laughs> my mic off. Who who did Bama play this year? It doesn't. That's matter. a good point. When How when Al- listen though, when Alabama you know had Alabama is easily a top ten team. Top are they? 16. Well, they're they're twelve right now. So how are they top? Here's 10? the playing. thing with Alabama. Regardless of what the talent is, now we, I know we talk about this week in and week out. Alabama may be a fantastic football team, which they are. But when they've had to put up a result, they have failed this year. They played two teams. They played LSU and they played Auburn, and they lost both of them. <laughs> okay, they looked like um, a Big Twelve defense. They do. Would you not say that uh, on a neutral field, Alabama would not be favored over Wisconsin? Well, here's the thing. They're going to be playing Michigan, and so that's going to be a very interesting way to see how they can favor up against another one of the, eh, maybe Michigan's good, maybe they're not good, but it'll be a, it'll be a good gauge to see where the Big Ten really is I wish, whenever Michigan plays Alabama. I wish it was Penn State instead of Michigan because, you know, Jim Harbaugh kind of like is not good against coaches that are above him. Yes. So like Nick Saban, <laughs> anybody, like uh, – Anyone that has Urban a Meyer, like he can't beat anybody <laughs> that's above him. Yeah. But uh, Penn State, I feel like would have put up a better competition against Alabama in that bowl. But, but it's not just I do Alabama. Believe, that I do think the committee got it right. But I could see the argument as if why Ohio State could have been better because they've blown out teams that they should have. Obviously, and LSU's defense is pretty bad. They let um, a bad SEC team, which I can't think of Ole right Miss. now. Put up thirty something yep. points on them. I mean, and, and like that is a good argument. I mean, if if they put Ohio, Ohio State there, I wouldn't have come on here absolutely mad at the world. But I just think LSU's resume is better. It's not just Alabama. It's Georgia. It's Auburn. It's Florida. It's but all of those teams. Georgia's they not challenge themselves good. out of the non-conference with going to Texas. So I mean, I think that uh, yeah, I agree. I think they got it right. But it this makes the the football playoff way different because that one four matchup is so easy compared yeah. to that two three because really Clemson is. is I, I still believe Clemson is Clemson a came out as a favorite. favorite. Yeah, they're two-point favorites starting yeah. off. And I, I, at first, I was thinking Ohio State will probably handle them. And I think it's because I'm giving Ohio State too much credit with the fact that they've played a, better, a way better schedule than Clemson has. Right. But kind of like the Alabama situation, we know Clemson has talent. Can they showcase it against top-notch opponents like Ohio State? It's that they've been there, done that type thing. And Dabo Sweeney versus, um, is it Ryan, Ryan Day? Day. Um, his first year coaching. Let's see if he can get over the the hump. But um, yeah, I I would take Clemson honestly if I was. If It'll I was be an interesting playoff. I wanted to see Joe Burrow versus uh, Trevor Lawrence personally, and Fields versus we still could Jalen Hurt. 
I mean, I guess, but I mean in the semis. But the quarterbacks in this college football playoff, I mean, you got Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin, Justin Fields, Fields Trevor and Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, this is probably the most talented uh, quarterback. Yeah, a group of stats, quarterbacks whatever. In, ever in the college football playoff. I, yeah, I, th- I think this 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 playoff is the least controversial no, out of for any sure. other one. So. Nobody outside of the top four thinks they deserve to be in this time. I, I feel like I feel like if Ohio State was number one instead of LSU, I think there would be a lot of That's, more, yes. yeah, a lot of more controversy. But I, I, I would love to see LSU and Ohio State play play each other. If 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 LSU beats Oklahoma and then Clemson or Ohio State beats. Clemson. I want Clemson to beat Ohio State, but if it was the other way around, I would. I think that would be a really interesting matchup. And I've got one more thing I need to talk about here. It's the darlings of college football, Tennessee fans. I don't think I realized until today what these people are actually about. Uh, it's try living, what, how old yeah, am I? 20 years with them. <laughs> yeah, no. Matthew and I grew up in Tennessee. We these know. people basically whined <laughs> and complained their way to whatever bowl game they wanted to go to. And I, the reason I say that is because it affects teams here locally. It affects Indiana, Kentucky, and Louisville. It was set to be Indiana versus Kentucky in the Gator Bowl. It was set to be Louisville versus Tennessee in the Music City Bowl. But because Tennessee whined and complained about not wanting to play in Nashville, wanting to travel to a more vacation-y destination, claiming that even though they have beaten a Kentucky team, or, or that because they have beaten a Kentucky team, they should get that uh, that better bowl. But you can't forget that they also lost teams like BYU to Georgia State. And because, like I said, because Tennessee fans did what they did what they did to complain, and the athletic director, I'm sure, was able to voice it to the SEC committee. You have Indiana versus Tennessee in the Gator Bowl. You have Kentucky versus Virginia Tech in the Belk Bowl, and Louisville versus Mississippi State in the Music City Bowl. Where I guarantee you, you would get better ratings, more people going to the game. And just an overall better atmosphere had you had it the other way around the first time and gotten it right. John, welcome to the most annoying fan base in sports. And I thought I hated Kentucky fans in basketball season. And I've only gotten a small taste of this Tennessee football fandom. John. I, I can accept maybe the hate towards Kentucky fans, but at least we've won eight national championships. At least we have the most <laughs> wins of all time. Tennessee has nothing. They have one little national championship. They've not. They. I think they're 500 this decade. They have nothing. At least Kentucky fans are at least relevant in their sport that they like. I'm going to so. just say that everything you just said is straight up on point because I grew up in Tennessee, and I have seen the exact – and Matthew can relate to this too because we both grew up in Tennessee. We have seen this exact same fandom – like like forever and like I had a buddy of my of mine my talk about because uh, he's a Vanderbilt fan and he it talks about like how oh, like annoying UT fans are just in general too. Of you how could they say uh, Vanderbilt is more relevant than UT because Vanderbilt has baseball. <laughs> yeah, uh, Van- national championship. Yeah, Vanderbilt too, also won three of the last four versus Tennessee. So just yeah. uh, just put that in perspective. Yeah. It's, so anyway, yeah. Volunteer Nation. If any of you, or I don't know any of you personally, thankfully. I don't want to know any of you personally. <laughs> but I look forward to my Hoosiers going down to, to Jacksonville at the, uh, the beginning of 2020 and hopefully coming out with the bowl. No, you just better be happy that uh, you didn't have to face Lynn Bowden. Yeah, you know, that would have been interesting. I was looking forward to seeing his face of Lamar Jackson, basically, well, Jr. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Lamar Jackson Jr. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Lamar Jackson Jr. I'm not saying he's Lamar Jackson, but he plays the same kind of football. Anyway, mm. we got to wrap it up because we got Ryan's rant coming up here in just a second. You're listening to Red Zone Radio right here on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Red Zone Radio, Revolution 91.7. Make 
Thanks for joining us this evening. We got Ryan's rant coming up right now. Mr. Ryan Gooden, what do you got for us today? Well, I'm a pretty bad reporter as I don't have it up right in front of me because I switched it last minute. Oh. But um, I don't know if you guys saw the um, headlines of the reporter for, I don't remember what team it was. 49ers. 49ers during the Baltimore 49ers game. Um, and he compared, he said that the reason Lamar Jackson is good at play action is because the skin color of his hand and the ball looks similar, and that's why nobody can see if, if he handed wow. the ball off or what? not. What? And he only got suspended for one game, and I wondered, I wondered your guys' take basically was, is one game enough? Because <laughs> you are in 2019, and you're comparing the man's skin color to the color of the ball, and that's why that's the only reason he gave him credit for being good at play action was because of that reason. That's the most absurd thing I have ever... It's just one of those things where he probably didn't have a legitimate answer. He was probably angry about having to say that he was better than him or something like that, and he gave an ignorant statement that is uh, he's going to have to pay the price for, not not very heavily. He yeah, probably... clearly. I, don't, I thought it was probably should have been like the rest of the season and like just started over next year. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't have minded the rest of the regular season. Maybe um, just talk about a stupid statement. Like ignorance is I, the I don't, right word. I, I honestly don't know like what goes through your mind. I think that's a correct analysis of football. <laughs> not not even the fact that you know as awful of a statement it is, but like you're a football. Like you really think that's the reason? Like right. it's just really stupid, really ignorant. And yeah, I, I think it should have been at least the rest of the season. Kind of kind of racist. But it is a nice segue to uh, the fact that at the beginning, my first rant of this of this uh, year was the fact that I thought Lamar Jackson was overrated as a passer. Um, I will learn to accept the fact that he is going to be the MVP. Um, there's okay. no doubt about it. And so I, I guess I was wrong, is what I'm saying. You're no, saying Kate you was were wrong. Right. He's Kate also 20. Right the whole season. He's also 22 years old, too, Lamar Jackson. I just found that out. I tell you what, though, and it's interesting because we're – I'm not saying he's going to have the kind of career that every quarterback, every, like, legendary quarterback is going to have, but it's going to usher in a new era of the NFL drafting quarterbacks like this and not being afraid to have somebody who can run around the field like that. I don't well, think we, I we think. understand how lucky we are. With how many young quarterbacks – I mean, you got Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and those are your th main three right now. You have – Justin Fields coming in, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Murray, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, who's played amazing this year, but nobody's seen it because he plays in Arizona. Yep. Like, the amount of great young quarterbacks you have is, is ridiculous. I still think NFL teams are going to be hesitant to take guys like Lamar because I think Lamar is an exception. We've never seen someone run like this since Michael Vick. He's better than most running backs at running the football. Yeah, definitely. But um, e even at the same time, people are like, oh, I don't know about Deshaun Watson. Oh, I don't know about Cam Newton. Oh, I don't know about – Well, now, hold on, well, hold on, because Cam Newton is – in a precision league, Cam Newton is – Awful at throwing the football. Cam Newton has been hit harder than any other quarterback has ever been. It's because he hit. can't throw the ball because he has to run. That's why he gets hit, and because he's a big and, body. Uh, like there's a difference between um, between like what Cam does and Lamar does. Lamar, I mean, people say, I, you know, I just hope he doesn't get hurt. Lamar don't get hit. Yeah, he doesn't get hit because he's he's shifty. He just doesn't take big hits. Cam was built for taking yes. hits, and that's why he takes those hits. Yeah, and um, but like I think maybe not necessarily. Um, a running quarterback, but a mobile quarterback. Because, you know, Mahomes doesn't really run. 
but he's mobile. Yeah. Like, he runs around the pocket. Same it's, thing with Aaron Rodgers. Even Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow is not a runner, but, man, he moves in the pocket you, so did you, well. Did it's, you see him do that against yes, Georgia that was, yesterday? I yeah. saw that live, and that was the craziest play I've ever seen. Well, I mean, it reminded me of the Marcus Mariota, like, tip thing. But, like, it's basically to an NFL now where if you can't throw outside the pocket, you're not going to succeed in this yep. league. Pocket you're passers right. are no longer uh, the norm, I guess, and, for the And going back uh, to that 49ers announcement statement, I think the best – part of that whole situation is in today's game Lamar wore white, white sleeves. sleeves and I believe just one white glove and the Ravens got the win over the Bills. I didn't even notice that but yeah it was a little <laughs> you know uh, he going, going yeah, yeah. Right well and that, uh, I guess that guy missed a, um, a heck of a game because he didn't get to call the probably the game of the year yep. in that 49ers Saints game. Um, also what do you think that the Chiefs Patriots games mean for the rest of the year. I mean, are the Patriots? I mean, I, I just, we say this every year. Uh, we yeah, we say this. No, I'm, no, I'm no, not no, until no. I say this, I, until I see it. This year's different. This year's different because I kind of agree. Tom I, I Brady don't. has not been good. It's year. not Tom Brady, Caden. It's not Tom it's Brady. It's that <laughs> offense. Who, period. Who's he throwing to? No, no. Let's not do this. Let's not do who's this. Who's he because throwing to? <laughs> who is he throwing to? No, hold on, Tori. We hold on. Now this is where I don't agree because we do this every year. When we Tom Brady succeeds, it's oh he's making everybody better Thank around you. him. But when he doesn't, it's the same thing with LeBron. Because sorry, when LeBron man, wins, forty-two year old quarterback needs someone to throw. When to. LeBron wins, <laughs> it is <laughs> like he just does. No, because when LeBron wins, it's oh he's doing this with I nobody around agree. him. But when he loses, it's oh he's Listen, never had Tom Brady. Entire Tom life. Brady is not what Tom Brady used to be. No, I mean, he's, he's forty-two years old, but. He's got. He has no one to throw to besides Edelman. And he has double a, team Edelman. Where are you going to go to? James Watt? Okay, you're in the backfield. Like no, he has no one. No Gronk anymore. Who's the second best receiver? Sanu. He sucks. Like <laughs> there's no good receivers besides Edelman. I'm just saying we. There's that narrative that whenever the Patriots are doing good and he's doing good, it's he's making those players better. But because they for the lose, majority of his career, he was making guys better the than what they were. Never lose. Bill Belichick. It's a totally different situation from LeBron because LeBron has lost plenty of times in the finals, but Brady's not losing. <laughs> I mean, and this is the regular season. <laughs> Who's call Lamar? Me, call throwing me to? when the Chiefs beat him in the playoffs. Who's Lamar okay? throwing to? Who's the who's the number who's one receiver? Old, for, the, who's the number one receiver for the Ravens? Mark, you know? Andr- Mark Andrews is better than anyone on the Patriots. That's a tight end. He's still he's catching a, the he's ball a though. Receiver though. Okay. And what you about don't think uh, Julian uh, Hollywood than, Brown? He hasn't played well since the first two weeks of the season. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, Brady's, <laughs> Brady's definitely had a down year, but until <laughs> they get out the, in the playoffs, Brady is not a top. At 10 the end of the day, anymore. the Patriots Brady's a top ten quarterback. No, he's not because he's going to get it done in the playoffs, and that's what matters. No, nope. winning matters. And if he's a top he doesn't, 10, he's, he's a top five quarterback. And if he doesn't get it done, then I think he ought to consider ending his career if he can't get to the Super Bowl this year. I will just say, at the end of the day, the Patriots have spent multiple first and second round picks in the last two or three years trying to get skill position players, and none of them worked out. Well, the Patriots have never been good at drafting. They're always good at trading their late first round pick for an old aging player and they win that year and then they keep doing it over and over again. This is not working. I mean, Sanu and uh, Michelle, Nikhil Harry, none of them are just producing like they should. Alright, we're going to have to wrap up Ryan's rant because we got our pick'em results. We've had 15, 16 long weeks, I don't even know, of pick'ems and we're finally going to crown our champion. Some of you may already know who it is. I unfortunately know who it is as well. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the red zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Red Zone Radio, Revolution 91.7. John Hall, Matthew Hargo, Tory Bowling, Harrison Vault, K 
Caden Gaylord, Ryan Gooden, and Patrick Carey, the whole squad in here as usual. Let's take a look at the week ahead for WKV Sports. We really don't have much going on. Finals week's about to happen. All we have up is this Sunday, women's basketball travels to Sanford, uh, December 15th, 2 o'clock p.m. is when that game will take place. Outside of that, WKV basketball doesn't play until I think the 21st or it's, it's, it's a couple weeks from now. They're not playing for a little while. And then we got the bowl game well, coming Well, they, they play um, Kentucky Wesleyan. Oh, exhibition matchup. Yes. That's right. They have an exhibition matchup. It's like randomly placed in the schedule, which I've never seen a college basketball team before in my life uh, or do that before in my life. And so that's very interesting. Also, like I said, the bowl game coming up over Christmas break. Um, final thoughts about that before we transition to Pickham's um, – what are, we, what, are we, what are we thinking? WKU, we don't, normally we pick the games, but we're not doing that this week. So, who are we thinking? For what games? WKU Western Michigan. Talk about the bowl game. I mean, uh, looking at it now, I would go with Western, but... Kentucky? Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, Western Kentucky. You know, this is yeah. the winner of this game. Oh, yeah. The winner of this <laughs> game Kentucky. Thank you. will Thank be you crowned <laughs> the best Western. As yeah. in like the who is the best directional school? The best directional, the <laughs> best western, like as in like the hotel. Um, uh, yeah. I would go <laughs> with uh, Western Kentucky. I just think that uh, the way their defense has played this year and the way that they've been able to stop the run, I would give WKU the edge. There we go. I, I'm also going to take WKU. I think it will be a shootout. I don't think it's going to be something that they're going to be uh, dominating like they had in the past with some better offenses. But I, I can see WKU winning a three or seven point game. If the DBs show up. Uh, it'll be WKU's going to win. But that's all on that secondary to not have not give up 222 yards to somebody like LaJuan Winningham. <laughs> I think it's going to be WKU as well. I think Ty Story is going to fire up that offense like he always does. And I, I don't see – I don't really see uh, Western Michigan scoring enough points, so I think it's going to be WKU. I have a few takeaways. One is which uh, – do we think Ty Story or Gage Walker will have more rushing yards this game? <laughs> uh, Gage Walker. <laughs> I don't know if it's that easy because Ty Story runs the ball a lot, but He's I do think combined Bowden. they will have probably over 200 yards um, on the ground. But Ty Story just can't turn the ball over um, and get Lucky Jackson involved early. I think will be good. All right, anyway, it is time to reveal our pick and results. It's been a long, hard semester. Matthew Hargrove's been keeping track of them all season for us. Except for this week. Except for this week. <laughs> but I mean, it, we knew it was only coming down to, to myself or Caden, but we do hopefully have a – fairly accurate representation of who is in what standing yeah so Caden, go last to first yeah last go last sixth all right or so seventh just or not looking at it um i came in last so yeah congrats uh, man first overall pick you. uh coming this summer will be from me quarterback uh, or pass rusher what are you thinking man pass rusher I need everything. <laughs> I just need everything. He, he picked Vanderbilt. Um, remember that. So, oh come on! I needed. I need to just switch them up. Don't <laughs> come on now. Uh, Tory came in fifth. Did I really? Dang you did. Man, <laughs> uh, Harrison and Ryan. So last week they were tied for third. Uh, I, I, and I'm not sure who won more games. Who did better week. this week, Harrison? He, okay, so I just I just got done calculating uh, who the stats were for who picked the what games. Matthew, Tory. Caden and I both all tied eight for two. Ryan was seven and three. John, you were five and five. I, I, had, oh. to, I had to pick all of my yeah. w- upsets last week. Well, that so Harrison did hold better up, hold than up. Ryan. If that means John went five and five and Ryan went seven and no. All right, Ryan finished a game below John. Okay. <laughs> so you got 
me in last, Tory in fifth, and you got uh, Harrison. Harrison in fourth, Ryan in third, John in second, and then our very own producer, volleyball Harold beat writer, Caden Gaylord, finished in first place. Congratulations, Caden. How does it feel to be a champion, and what are you going to do next? Um, I told you all from the beginning that I was going to win. And you do that with everything. So. That's true. And what happened? I won. All right, Tori. That's it. I'm going to Disney World. Yes, going sir. to Disney World. Yes, sir. <laughs> and that will do it for our first hour. We're going to take a quick station break. When we come back, it's best of the decade hour. We got all sorts of stuff coming up for you. Best of the decade for WKU, uh, for college sports, pro sports. And then also an interesting little segment, uh, best of the decade of the future. What's going to happen in the next 10 years in the sports world? We got all the answers coming up for you, all of our predictions coming up for you uh, on this next hour of Red Zone Radio right here on Revolution 91.7. Okay. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Yeah. Red Zone Radio, Revolution 91.7. Welcome to Hour 2 of, the sh- of uh, our weekly radio show. John Alden, your host, alongside Matthew Hargrove, Tori Bowling, Harrison Valk, producer Caden Gaylord, also Ryan Gooden and Patrick Carey. Did the music just stop? Just, just out of curiosity. Yes, it did. yes, it's over. Okay, that I feel like normally <laughs> I feel like normally the music that music drags out a little bit longer. I was worried that we might have lost signal for some reason. But anyway, it is time for our best of the decade hour. As I mentioned before, we went to break. We're gonna have several different categories where we are going to nominate different teams, players, the best moments from the past ten years in WKU sports, college sports, pro sports, you name it. And we're going to get a nomination in each of those categories from myself, Matthew, Harrison, and Tori. Our producer, Caden, is going to get those polls up on Twitter. And at the end of our last segment, or, or during our last segment, we're going to reveal those results and see who we think is uh, the best of the decade and all sorts of stuff. So without further ado, it's time to talk best of the decade, Western Kentucky. And we're going to start off best team. And I, I, I just kind of was looking at mine a second ago. I'm going with 2016 football, first ever 10-win season in program history, led by Jeff Brom. I think it was their second uh, straight Conference USA title, and so that, that's who I'm, my nomination is. Caden, as you're just want to go ahead and let you know, as we're saying these, you can get the tweets pulled up, yeah. make sure you're getting them typed in, and then as soon as we say all of ours, you can send them out, and then we'll talk about them for a couple minutes. Okay. Anyway. What year of football did you say? 2016 football. I think that was 20 – correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm looking up the 2015 team, and it says that team went 10-2. and two. So you, are maybe you referring I'm, to the 2015? Maybe, maybe it means 2015-16. Well, they both – in 2016, Brom led WKU to their second consecutive. Excuse me. Their 2015 was their first ever, but I chose the 2016 one. Uh, so I'm just going to stick with it. 2016 WKU football because they both went 10-2. The only teams we lost to were Vanderbilt and Alabama. We played Alabama that year. Yeah, too. so that's a very historic thing. Another thing, while you guys might be thinking, we had a reply from former host Sam Gormley on our Facebook page. He was trying to voice his opinion on what he thought would have been one of the better moments in WKU sports. So I'm going to pull that up right now while you guys are still – unless you have one of your answers while I'm pulling well, it up. I, when, uh, when I heard uh, best team, I was going to go WKU football's run of 2015-2016. Um, they went twenty five and I guess I know my be doing both. Teams, they went twenty three and five in two years. I was gonna say that, but I'm kind of leaning maybe this year's volleyball team. 
Yeah, I uh, think that'd I, be a good answer. I think I might go this year's volleyball team as uh, WKU's team of the decade. I am also – I agree with you, Tori. That was also my pick as well. 14-0 in the Conference USA. Conference USA champions, 32-2 and overall. Every year that Travis Hudson is has been here, it's it's just never – it's just always been awesome for the WKU volleyball team. And it's like – and he doesn't want to leave either. Like, like this is like his – Place. Bowling Green is his home. The Bowling Green is his home, and it's going to continue to get better at when he, as he, he stays here, as he coaches here. And I think there is nothing but good things for volleyball in the future. So, Tori, I would definitely have to agree with you on and that. And I hate that's to have recency bias, but, I mean, they did win 29 straight games. I, I feel yeah. like that's fair. Yeah, that too. Well, my uh, freshman year we had, like I said before, our very own Kobe Bryant on the hill and Tasha Brown that women's basketball team 2017-2018 and then you know the years before with Tasha and Ivy Tasha winning conference USA player of the year and Michelle Clark Hurd who is the head coach of Cincinnati now just a phenomenal run that they had with those two players and that coach so I definitely think when you're talking about best WKU sports teams you got to throw in that era that that era with Tasha Brown and Michelle Clark Hurd. So what year was that? Women's basketball. Uh, 2017, 2018, 2016, 2017. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, do we, so we have three responses. Harrison, you gave the same answer. Are we only going to go three teams for this? We're going to go 2015, 2016. I'll just put other for the We can four. put other. I, I know one of you all said you had an honorable mention for something. Was it, was it for this? Do you all have a, a fourth answer that you want to stick in there? Negative. Negative. Uh, maybe the 2718 uh, WKU basketball team with the NIT Final Four. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. So we'll, we got 2015-16 football teams. We're putting that into a combination. And we've also got this year's WKU volleyball team. We have a few years ago WKU women's basketball team. What year was did you say, Matthew? 2016-17. Uh, yeah. 2016-17. And then Tory. 2017-18. Or, uh, excuse me, we were throwing in the, the NIT year for WKU men's basketball. And that goes into our next uh, our next category. we got best player, best WKU player over the past 10 years. Put 17-18 uh, on the poll for the women's basketball, Caden. Or, okay. uh, excuse me, yeah, 17-18. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, I'll, I'll let you all, do you all, does anyone have, everyone have their player for, for best of the decade right now? Or are we still, I, I have one in mind. Go ahead, say it, John. So I've got Jake Sanford from baseball last year. Yeah. He That's took a home one. a slew of Conference USA awards. I'm pretty sure he broke several records for WKU baseball. And he's, he's fantastic. He's one of the things that was a surprise in the spring for WKU sports and is something that we talked about regularly on the show last year. For me, I am going to go, and I don't know if Matthew has this one too because of how, or of all the, the good things he says about the women's basketball team, but I'm going to go with Tasia Brown. Um, we were talking about her earlier in the show and the legacy that she brought mm-hmm. to the team too in the 2018 season. She earned uh, US, CUSA honors for, the, for both, both seasons. Uh, she's named, been named to the CUSA All-Star Team Tournament, actually bringing 16 points per game in three matchups finished second on the team in her junior year scoring 13.4 per games led wku in scoring eight contests throughout the season i i like I, th- this player was so much fun to watch when i had to go cover women's basketball teams when michelle clark heard was there mm. whitney was there ivy brown was there i am uh going with uh Tasia brown for my players so, so far we got baseball player jake sanford wk women's basketball player Tasha brown matthew or tory which one are you who do you all got I'm going uh, Brandon Dowdy. All right. Brandon Dowdy. Uh, you know, all-conference quarterback, uh, went and played for the Miami Dolphins. 
uh, set numerous records here. WKU, I mean, I don't think it can get any better than Brandon Daddy this decade. I'm going to go with uh, Taiwan Taylor. Okay. He All had 2015-2016 right. uh, back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving years. Nearly got a 2,000 yard, uh, 2,000 receiving yards in 2016. He had seven, 1730 that year. Uh, got drafted by the Titans. He's with the Browns now. Uh, did a little bit. Did a little bit with the Titans. Not playing. Uh, not getting anything with the Browns, but just help him. Helped him win two Conference USA championships. He's my uh, WKU Player of the Decade. There what? we go. So I have a question. What, what year did you got, uh, What year did Courtney Lee graduate? He's old, isn't he? I don't uh, Courtney Lee played in the finals um, with the Magic in 2008 or nine. Okay. So, oh, okay. So, yeah, he would have been before then. I'm young. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. We got Jake Sanford. We got Tasha Brown, Brandon Dowdy, and Taiwan Taylor for best player, WKU player of the decade. And now our final WKU category before we go to break, best moment. And I've got one for you all. The thriller, the moonshine throwdown of mm. 2014. Overtime, 67 to 66. WKU football, that's what I'm going with. I guess I'll have to get a new moment then. Did I take yours? You did. I feel like I took your other football one as well. <laughs> there, there's been plenty of great There have moments. been, there have been. Um, you, you could go with Wisconsin basketball last year at home, getting to play a Big Ten team. You could go with literally last night if you think that I could. That I am, uh, I'm going to go with another rivalry, 100 miles of hate here. At Western, my freshman year, Western won an overtime field goal kick to win it, 41-38. to 38. That game got Western Bowl eligible, um, obviously lost in the Cure Bowl. And Mike Sanford, everything went downhill from there, but it was an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Harrison, what do you got for us? You know, um, it, it, it's kind of hard for me to turn, uh, figure one out from recent uh, years because there's just been so many. There's been a lot of good ones, and I don't. I'm worried about like some of mine getting taken. But I, honestly, I didn't get to go to the game. But I am going to go with last night that overtime win against Arkansas for WKU basketball. Tavion uh, on Hollingsworth scoring over 23 points. Josh Anderson only playing in 30 minutes of the game. Only a- a- an averaging 15 points, really mm. impressive performance by him. And it's the second, it, like you said, the third time that we've beaten Arkansas. Oh in, yeah, third. In, yeah. So Arkansas had a contract with WKU Sports, WK Athletics in general, where they were playing in football and then basketball twice, a home and home in basketball. And the Hilltoppers came out victorious in every single one of those games. I think it's safe to say we are the Louisville to Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> I have now come up with my best moment of the decade. You got uh, one. Uh, you got they supposed to be one. SEC. Wait, wait, what would you say? Excuse me. Oh, okay. When yes. uh, WKU going in, D- WKU goes into Commonwealth Stadium, runs mm. a trick play <laughs> to beat the Wildcats okay. supposed to be SEC. in overtime, and uh, and there, there's a famous uh, little clip from that game, and uh, I forgot what WKU player he says they supposed to be SEC. I think that's my moment of the decade. Game winning trick play uh, to beat the Cats on the road. They also beat uh, UK. In Stoops' first year um, down in Nashville, they absolutely whooped them. So, uh, yeah, that's my moment. Of the and S- Sam Gormley, this is the, the, the comment that he made on Facebook earlier. This is back in 2013. Comeback versus Mississippi Valley State with Obama in attendance. I okay. wasn't aware of this happening. Wow. But I think that's worth putting in our top four. Where was this at? I, I think it was basketball. I think this was in Diddle Arena, if I'm not, not mistaken. Barack Obama's not at Diddle Arena. I, I, you can't be telling me. Barack Obama's family's in Bowling Green. Sam Valley State said it. It's true. 
Where it's, else it's would it have be. been at? I just, it just, it's hard for me to believe that Barack Obama was at Diddle Arena watching WKU basketball. If any of y'all <laughs> want to fact check us over there in the uh, with the Carmelo Anthony's or the Zonettes, whatever we call you all over no, there. No, Carmelo's. Go ahead, and, go ahead and maybe get us a fact check, and we're going to go to break here real quick. Well, I'm can we get a few honorable mentions real quick? Do you all got some so, honorable mentions for yeah, best moment? Go ahead. we well, got to hurry up. We have the best moment, which was I, I still think it's the Wisconsin game. I went to that game. It was more electric than the Arkansas game last night, um, which was – and one of the best players – not that – he's kind of more of a fan favorite more than honorable mention is uh, Justin Johnson. Uh, I do think he's overseas now. That's but, a good one. Uh, for basketball a, a few years ago. I think he's in Italy right now. Or last time I heard he was yeah, in Italy. Yeah, he's in Italy. Um Caden, that uh, game, by the way, is 2012 WKU versus Kentucky. Okay, thank you. I was about to ask. So yeah. There we go. Here's the Caden, do you have them? Do I need to repeat them? Uh, 2014 football versus Marshall. Okay. 2017 football versus MTSU. 2019. Well, okay, okay. Never mind. Keep going. 2019 basketball versus Arkansas. I have to do it like this because there's not enough space yeah, to yeah. type it all. And 2012 football versus Kentucky. So uh, how should we incorporate the Obama appearance just to make that. that a big honorable mention. And actually, I just looked it up. It did happen. It was in Dayton. Uh, okay. Um, would that game have been in the um, the first four then? I believe so, yes. Of the NCAA tournament? Yes. Okay. okay. So he was watching the Hilltoppers. In Dayton, Ohio. It would, it would have just been hard for me to believe that Bronco Ball was at Diddle Arena. <laughs> I'm not say, I wouldn't say it didn't happen. but <laughs> It would have been wild, though. <laughs> it would have been wild. I, I, that would be crazy. Anyway, we're going to take it's a quick it. break. We've got college sports with the same categories coming up right here on Red Zone Radio. You're listening to Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Red Zone Radio... Revolution 91.7, best of the decade hour. This did hours, WKU picks for the past 10 years. Now it's college sports, and it's not just college football. It's college basketball. It's college baseball. Whatever you want it to be, college whatever. But same categories. We've got best team, best player, best moment. We're going to keep it going with best team right now. Past 10 years in college sports, who do y'all got? I'm going to leave it open. Whoever wants to go first. Anybody. Oh my gosh! Best team. I'm. I mean, I'm going. And it can be group of teams because I know we've we've talked about the Alabama like dynasty di- yeah. or the the Patriots dynasty and all that good stuff. But say whoever you want. Well, I mean, you got to throw in last year's undefeated Clemson team. No team has ever gone 15 and 0, and I mean that has to do with the college football playoff, obviously. But to just totally dominate Alabama in the national championship was just unbel- I was I was in shock. So I, I think when you're talking about best team, you got to throw in the 2018-19 Clemson Tigers. Um, golly, I, I don't want to sound biased. Uh, Say it. I would go in Alabama dynasty. I, I think that's probably what I'm going to go, but my second is the 2012 Kentucky Wildcats. Oh my God! No. Hey, say, preach. Honestly, I would say that the 2015 was more you talented. Could, they yes. were. They were. But I can't say they're the best team because they didn't win the title. Well, they I, got I screwed out of the title. Well, it, if that's it, 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 here and there, but like it, either way, like 38 and two, clear national champions. But I'm gonna go Alabama Dynasty because I mean, what they win five titles this decade? That's insane. So yeah, give me Alabama Dynasty. I'm thinking Alabama Dynasty too. I hate Harrison. Give us something. Else. I know. I know. I, can't, I hate. I hate like using the same ones as uh, like Tori or anybody else. But um, one that uh, I'm kind of thinking about, and don't like 
don't like give, you give me like any like crap. We will. Yeah, we will. But uh, we will. but what about was it like 2010 or I think it was the year when the Auburn Tigers won and it was Cam Newton's final season. I think okay. that was really good. That Iron Bowl was but it was yeah. a pretty good game. That was Julio Jones was also playing that game. I remember Greg McElroy got injured and Alabama was winning. <laughs> And uh, Auburn like ended up coming back and winning the whole thing, and then they beat Oregon in the national championship. That's like way at the beginning of the decade because I'm having trouble like or there's just like so much and two. So if you if you ask me, I, w- I would probably say that one. All right, I, I know who I'm looking for, and I'm having issues figuring out what year. I think it's Vanderbilt baseball 2015 with Dansby Swanson. Is that the that's year right. he played with? That's that's who I'm going with, Vanderbilt baseball. And overall, just their kind of baseball dynasty in general. I know it's not the same thing as Alabama. I know it's not a yearly thing that they're winning the national championship. But it's one of those things that where you know you see college you college baseball at the College World Series and you see Vanderbilt in the national championship game, you can't bet against them. So I'm taking the team with Dansby Swanson. And uh, actually that Vanderbilt baseball team won in 2014, but they went back and faced Virginia okay. in 2015. So they did have a But if you want to throw in Vanderbilt baseball dynasty, you absolutely can because you can add on their championship from this past summer. That's true. So, yeah, so Vanderbilt I, baseball. On so, I got level. 2018 Clemson football, uh, the Alabama dynasty, 2010 Auburn football, and 2015 Vanderbilt baseball. Do uh, 20 – It might have been 2011 or 2012. Put back-to-back Vanderbilt baseball titles. Or I don't, I don't know what you can put they, in this. Just, order, put, just put Vanderbilt baseball yeah. dynasty. There you go. Because, I mean, they've been, like I said, consistent over the decade. Yeah, they've been in three – I mean, three in this decade, and that's just oh, – that's so much harder to do Hard in baseball, baseball yeah. than in, in football. All right, and then now that we've got that taken care of, we have best player of the past 10 years in college sports, and that could be a Heisman winner. It can be a, man, the Wooden Award winner. It can be whoever you want it to be. Yeah, well, uh, three come to mind, and I know we're not allowed to pick three, but I will say it. <laughs> uh, you got to throw in Lamar Jackson, had the Heisman winning year, and then the next year he almost won it. Um, uh, you know, you, you we talk about this in the NBA. LeBron could win it every year, and maybe some would argue that Lamar didn't win the year after he just won the Heisman, just because people were wanting something new. So you got to throw in Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the bias train. Marcus Mariota, uh, oh just sensational with Oregon. <laughs> uh, I heard I heard you, Ryan, but uh, Heisman winner led Oregon to a national championship. Obviously, couldn't get it done, but just a phenomenal college career. And then because I'm just a huge baseball fan and I love watching Vanderbilt baseball, you got to throw in Dansby Swanson was the number one overall pick in the MLB draft in 2015, and he helped Vandy win in 2014 and then helped them get back in 2015. And like I said, that is incredibly hard to do, and he was the main guy on that team. Obviously, there was other studs. They had, you know, uh, Tory. I don't know if you remember, uh, Tyler Beatties with the Giants right yep. now, and then they have – the pirate stud Brian Reynolds, uh, their right fielder. So, what pick are you going with? Um, <laughs> come back to me. <laughs> I, I've got mine. It's basketball, and I think Tori will appreciate this, and any Kentucky fan. But I'd say Anthony Davis. He was one of the most dominant college basketball players. I don't think anyone was even cons- would have even considered anyone else, except maybe Zion Williamson, over the past ten years in basketball, college basketball, other than Anthony Davis. And I, the reason I choose Anthony Davis over Zion Williamson is because. We've seen what he has turned into in the NBA, and I think it just helps show how good he was. We don't know how good Zion Williams was going to be just yet. I know he's got a lot of comparisons to LeBron James. A lot of players get that kind of thing. Never but forget what, what he did to Indiana. 
I don't care what he did to Indiana. Anthony Davis, one of the best college basketball players of the decade. And, uh, Caden, just because I want to throw in some baseball, my pick is going to be Dansby. Okay. Um, I was – I was going to say three as well. I was going to say Anthony Davis, um, you know, Wooden Ward winner, national champion, freshman of the year, defensive player of the year, whatever award he you had, he won it that year. Um, Johnny Manziel, I mean. Oh, wow. Baller shot, shot caller. I mean, I don't know what else you want me to say. Uh, the Alabama win. <laughs> Money Manziel. Money he, he might be a drug addict now. I don't know what he's doing, but it, he was a, a really CFL. good college player. CFL. Yeah, it's fine. Um Basically a drug addict. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say as well, Zion Williamson. Zion might be the most fun college basketball player I've ever watched. I mean, just getting to watch him play was an honor. I, even though I hate Duke, it was hard to ha- hate Zion because I really do think he's a really great kid and he was just fun to watch. And I want to throw one out there that you all might have forgot about. Jimmer Fredette. Goats. Jimmer Fredette's goat. my nomination. Wow. After all that, Jimmer Fredette is my nomination. Because, I mean, Anthony Davis would have been true. mine. Yeah. But – Give me Jimmer for that. I mean, Jimmer walks so Steph can run. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Here's who you got. Tori, I had I have a few players as uh, as well. Um, uh, Tori took a couple of mine, so I had to find a replacement for one. He took Johnny Manziel and. Uh, uh, well, he took uh, he took Jimmer though. If you want to just talk yeah, about Johnny Manziel, <laughs> if you want to yeah, take yeah. Johnny, you can. Yeah, yeah, I'll take I'll take Johnny. Just in like uh, like just the two uh, from Johnny. like when he was at uh, we. I like to remember him only as a college player, not from when he was in the NFL or yeah, his let's time do that. after <laughs> that. About like when he was at uh, Texas A and M, just over seven thousand passing yards and over like sixty three touchdowns, only twenty two. Interceptions, and I and like he was he was fun to watch while playing while watching mm-hmm. Texas A and M football, and this was also around the same time when Texas A and M just got into the SEC as well. I, I I think it was like around that that like time area when they when them and Missouri had just uh, entered the SEC, and I had a lot a really good friend that was also a big Texas A and M fan. We mm-hmm. would talk about Johnny football, and I was rooting for him to win the Heisman. Um, I've got a couple of others. Uh, Kyler Murray is another one that okay. I, that I've, I've, I was really impressed with. Last season, um, honestly, I, w- I was thinking that Tua was going to win the Heisman uh, just because uh, for just looking at his stats mm-hmm. and his success with Alabama. But overall, with uh, with with Kyler Murray, I mean, him, like him playing baseball too, and over five thousand passing yards, over fifty touchdowns, fourteen interceptions, and this is another one uh, that I want to mention. This is a way back in the begin, around the beginning of the uh, the decade. I think I was like in eighth grade at this time. This is like 2011, and I also like remember him for his college career. Not much his NFL career. His NFL career was good for like a little bit, but it's Robert Griffin the third for yeah, Baylor. Ooh, yeah. A lot of forgotten for people ba- for, ba- for for Baylor. Dude is in, in, <laughs> insane. And he, over 78 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, over 10,000 passes. In yards in his career at Baylor, that's that, that that's highly in, uh, like just super impressive to me, and I feel like a lot of people have kind of forgotten about his or I don't I don't know maybe, but like it was so early in the decade that I don't think people would really well because remember. his NFL career got thrown straight to the garbage can after all of his yeah, exactly. injuries yeah. that he had to deal I mean, with. I mean, you listen yeah. to this three-year run of Heisman winners at the very beginning of the decade: 2010, Cam Newton; 2011, RG3; 2012, Johnny Manziel. I yeah. mean, just. Well, and then you have a few more. There's there's Tim Tebow. Is that this this decade? <laughs> nah, he was no. no. Tim Tebow was like back in like 07 or 2008. I didn't yeah. think so. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, 2007. Yeah, That's 2007. right. You and Caden both little babies over there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, another one comes to mind. Uh, Deshaun Watson. He played at Clemson. Yeah. He won the national championship. His uh, 2016. Someone sent in uh, Donovan Mitchell. 
for Louisville basketball. Yeah, okay. uh, how about no? <laughs> <laughs> I take Buddy Heald a uh, hundred times out of a hundred before I take Donovan Mitchell. That's so. a good one. There's so, our take. Anyway, so we got to move on to best uh, moment. Doug McDermott, Andrew Luck, Dougie McBuckets. Yes. Okay. About Victor Oladipo. No, we won't talk about Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, wait, wait, so wait. John, just to recap. Uh, so we got Anthony Davis. Dansby Swanson, Jimmer Fredette, and Johnny Menzel. The fact that that's a good Fred- list. The yeah, fact that Jimmer Fredette. I hope people appreciate that Jimmer Fredette is <laughs> yes. on that list for some reason. <laughs> so, moving on to best moment for our next break. And I, I'm going to be very biased whenever I say mine. You all can go first if you want. but no, I go ahead. I know, know where it's going. And it's just because it, ha- it had such an effect on me emotionally that's as fine. a fan of, of sports, and I was I was a pretty young fan. I was just getting into basketball for the past few Listen, years. Listen, that's your prime of fandom. Yeah. Are we doing about 20? That's how you get drug in for yes, the rest of your it life. it really is. So. I remember sitting on my couch watching Indiana-Kentucky at Assembly Hall. Oh, my gosh. And Christian Watford hits the first buzzer beater since uh, I can't, uh, Kirk Haston did against Duke for Indiana in several years. I think it was almost 10 years. It was actually exactly 10 years. But when that shot went in, I shot out of that couch like a cannon and ran around my house like it was nobody's business. Indiana over Kentucky in 2012. I know what happened no, in listen, March Madness. I have peace about it. I have peace. I mean, the yeah. Cats won the title. You, and, and you got your revenge in, in March yes, Madness as did. well. That was, a good taking, hey, that was a good game, too. You can just call it the Watt shot over there or Christian Watford shot, whatever you want to call it, Caden. Something about you, Kentucky, though, and people with the name Christian, the first, first name Christian and not being able to <laughs> keep them from scoring in a last-second play. Christian wow. Leitner. Christian Watt. You didn't have to do that. That was very (laughs) unnecessary. Um, All right, with that being said, who else has a best So uh, I'm going to go back to baseball and go to the 2011 World Series. Cardinals-Rangers. David Freeze up to bat. We're in college. We're in college college there, uh, Matthew. Yeah, we're not not in pro sports. I'm I'm ready for the pro sports. Nah, (laughs) you got to wait. We're in college sports. College sports. There's plenty (laughs) of good college moments we can go I'm ready for the college sports or uh, pro sports already. Uh, college sports, you got to say the Villanova, North Carolina uh, yeah. national championship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, you know, Marcus Page hits that three, and then, you know, the rest is history. And I just remember watching that game, and, I mean, I jumped out of my seat. It was so insane. I have a hard time picking between the kick six and oh. um, 16 over the one. Right. Because 16 that's over good. one, like, that's something that a lot of us thought we'd never see. Just like my nomination later is something you thought you would never see. Um, I think if you're, we are, we do have two basketball ones already. If you want to keep kick six in there, because that is just something well, that's I'm, going I'm, to. I'm sure I will say this: if, if you're trying to pick between the two, like, ask yourself, do you think? I don't know. Like the kick six iron ball it was number one versus number four. I mean, just ins- like that. That might be the craziest play I've ever seen. I remember watching it live. Just like that, that it was insane. I feel like if. You asked me before those games even even started, I would say there's more likely a chance that a 16 beats a 1 because that's just how March Madness is. No. I mean, to but return. It never I happened. Eventually it, but, happened. But, but would it, though? Like, I, I never actually I, thought it would I happen. don't know. That's the problem. But, um, Ma- Matthew, that was the first time ever that ever happened, though. So it, it, you can't say that. I'm, oh. I'm going to go 16 to 1. Uh, that, okay. That's just my, my no, moment. I, I call it the I, moment. I, I like, like it. Like, yeah, I'm just – yeah. Harrison, what you got? I can't say anything Florida related because we really haven't been there. I, I don't. There, there's not really like any moment in like firing a Will game. Muschamp. I'm just okay. kidding. Well, that that was that, amen to that. But then we got an, uh, an equally firing bad coach. everybody for the past several. No, probably, probably getting Dan Mullen back was the best thing for our team, and probably the best thing that has happened to our team in the last decade since he used to be the offensive coordinator when Urban Meyer was there. 
that's a really good one for me just because I'm a Florida fan too. Um, but also take the kick six. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking like a, 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 it's the same thing, but it's, it's like thir- certain like three in it's, it's the same game, the same kind of bowl game. But it's like three different times in the decade when it's happened. The first one, it's the Iron Bowl, but it's the first time. It was the first one in 2010 when, as I mentioned earlier, when Auburn came back and they beat Bama. And then the second in time I remember it was like 2013 or 14 when an Alabama kicker punts the ball and they had an Auburn has a guy in the back of the end zone who catches the ball and then runs it in mm-hmm. for a touchdown. I just remember like that was like insane. That's the kick six. That's the kick six. We're talking the about kick, the kick six. Right. Yeah. That and then, <laughs> that and then maybe, or th- that, that's probably it for me. Honestly, I mean, there's been like, kick s- six. yeah, the kick six, and then like maybe Dan Mullen coming back to Florida just because I'm a Florida fan. Honorable mention, yeah. Dan Mullen. <laughs> he will be garbage. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that'll do it for our second segment. When we come back, it's what Matthew's been waiting for: pro sports, best of the decade. We, go. we got an honorable mention over here. Oh, we do. I keep forgetting about our zonettes over there. Patrick Carey, what do you got? Back for to us? Kentucky basketball. 2014, Aaron Harrison, back to back. Completely forgot. Two about different that. games, same spot. Go ahead threes against Michigan and then Wisconsin. And that's that's a good point. That's that, a really good honorable. And mention. then I have another one for the players. I know you guys were rushing through the players, but I got to give respect to Jalen Hurts. Okay. He was 26 yeah. and mm-hmm. two as a starter at Alabama. Gets benched in the national mm-hmm. championship. Transfers to Oklahoma. Takes them to the college football playoffs while Nick Saban is going to be sitting on the couch watching the college football playoffs. Hey, there you go. Those are my two honorable mentions. But the, the Aaron Harrison shots, I mean, that's definitely that's good a stuff. really good call. Uh, so anyway, we, we, got our, we got our picks for best, best moment. We got to go to break, and then we're going to go to pro sports. You're listening to Red Zone Ready on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Yeah. Red Zone Radio, Revolution 91.7, best of the decade hour, our two-hour special here on Red Zone. Uh, we got pro sports coming up. We just done WKU Sports at the beginning of the hour. We just finished up college sports a second ago, and now it's pro sports. And I know, Matthew, you were you were wanting to talk about this a second ago. I don't know if you had a best moment or a best team, but you were trying to squeak something moment. in there. Okay, so we got to wait for it for a second. But we got best team for pro sport nominations I'm going to go ahead and get the obvious one out there, and it is the New England Patriots football dynasty. There is simply – it doesn't matter if you're talking professional sports, college sports, whatever. Overall, the New England Patriots have simply been the most dominant thing that the sports world has seen in the past several years. Whether it be Tom Brady being one of the best quarterbacks, whether it be Julius, Edel, uh, Julius Edelman, um, Rob Gronkowski, just guys who have been the rocks for that, that, that dynasty. I know it's fading to pieces now. I know that all that's left of that is pretty much Tom Brady, and he's on his last legs too. But the New England Patriots are simply one of the best sports organizations of the 2010s. Go ahead, Tori. Um, I'm having a hard time. Um, part of me wants to go uh, – uh, Golden State Warriors. I mean, obviously, you know that doesn't really need to be mentioned. But um, other part of me wants to go uh, San Francisco Giants. I was actually going to say that one. Um, if, about you, if, if you want to go Giants, I'll let you. Um, it's fine. I mean, I'll probably say I'll say the Warriors. Ryan will say the Warriors. Right, I mean, how can you not? It would have been an all. Yeah, I mean they they did go uh, seventy three and, and nine. They did lose that and year, lost. But, <laughs> but um. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm going to go Warriors just because, I mean, the dominance of the last part of the decade. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got Alabama, but uh, I'm just, I'm, I've been keeping it baseball. I'm going to stick with it. San Francisco Giants, uh, Rit- 2010, 2012, and 2014. It's hard to do. It's just hard to do yeah. dynasties in baseball. Um, and the Giants, they aren't a team with a really just super high budget like the Yankees or Red Sox, so that makes it even more impressive. And I would say um, Astros and Red Sox honorable mentions. Really? I mean, Red Sox won two titles. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. A- Astros went the how many? Two World well, Series. At the end, they're two into World the decade. One. But they might not count. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't put them in there. Yeah. Just what else? one. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll put the Red Sox in there. Yeah, I mean, two, two, uh, yeah. two World Series championships. And a 108-win team yeah. uh, in 2018. So, I've got uh, a couple or uh, kind of a few, too. And um, I do want to say I, I, I was thinking about the Patriots dynasty, but as always, I don't like to use it. I, I'm not trying not to repeat the ones that I've already said. But I will say, um, and I, may, I don't know if I will get some, some argument here, but I am going to say the 2015 uh, Denver Broncos, not the 2013 Broncos when they got smacked by the Seattle Seahawks. That was the worst Super Bowl game I ever watched. <laughs> but the 2015 Denver Broncos, uh, Peyton Manning had ju- uh, had been playing for a few for a few years. It was his last game. They beat the Carolina Panthers, and I, I just remember feeling like so happy for him that it was his last season and he just got to end his career on a perfect note mm-hmm. like that. So I'm going to go. And Brock Osweiler was, uh, if I remember right, he I mean he played a significant amount of games that season yeah well peyton manning was uh on his very last leg he, that was noodle <laughs> yeah. arm peyton manning he uh, <laughs> but he did he did come back and i guess he won but really it was that defense that that carried him yeah that defense was no was fly jam. zone yeah did we, all, ha- we had all of our picks uh, yeah. i've got a couple more uh baseball related i do want to say the 2017 houston astros i think right. that i think especially after all this stuff, uh, Matthew. Come on, I uh, guess. Yeah. Well, after I, I think it's just uh, amazing that they won that series after like because Hurricane Harvey was that year. Was yeah, also that true. year in uh in Houston um in Houston, and then maybe the tw- and also throw in the 2013 Boston Red Sox. Yeah, yeah well. I was gonna Boston say if we're gonna if we're gonna throw in Harvey, then yeah. we'll what about the Cubs? You know, I was thinking you all the Cubs, know my too. Cubs. I was they thinking about the Cubs, Cubs I know yes. so much about. I mean, I, I, Kershaw, I wouldn't right? say best team. That, that's more of a moment. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. Say, that's I, a good point. That's yeah. a good um, point. Also, I would throw in the Miami Heat. I mean, just thank you, somebody. Yeah, the, the Heat in the early part of the decade. I mean, they only won two titles, but I mean, still pretty good run. All right. Y'all, so, y'all so have any honorable mentions? No, you took mine right there. Okay. So, Harrison, Harrison, what's your what's your final? I'm going to go with the the 2015 Broncos. 2015 Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning's final season. Let's move on to best player in pro sports of the decade. I Ooh. think this, this one is, this is, is a tie. Uh, There's only one. Yeah, answer. it's tough, but my it's man Mike Trout is a wow. four-time <laughs> MVP. He is obvious. Okay. You know, yeah. when in the NBA, LeBron for most of the decade has been like he's the best player. Most, but I mean, it's 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 <laughs> the, the best player. Right but, you know, it's been back and forth like, oh, is LeBron, is the throne been – and then you get Brady and with the age thing. But Mike Trout, I mean, with a god-awful organization, 2014, <laughs> 2016, 2018, and then 2019, and he was hurt. He didn't even it's play. Like, it's like Michael Jordan. He could win the MVP every year. It's like LeBron. He can win the MVP every year. I yeah. Mean. So, and obviously I've been just sticking with baseball, so I'm going to say Mike Trout. 
I'm going to go ahead and take LeBron, R- Ramon James. Um, I still <laughs> Ramon. <laughs> Ramon. Ramon. It's something like that. Um, <laughs> I think he's the second best basketball player of all time, but he is the best player of the decade. It's true. Harrison, what do you got? I am going to go with um, – I. I, uh, I, I say that I may get some uh, – anyway, uh, this is my opinion. But I, I'm going to go with Tom Brady. Okay. Um, just li- the, literal, the literal goat of, of NFL quarterbacks with six – five to six – it's, it's six, is it six or is it five? Six. six. Super Bowls. Six, six su- Super Bowl rings. The dude just just get – I mean, the, I, I think his career is definitely coming to a close after this season. But just watching him in, like, in the past and everything and just like seeing the success – that he has had, it's like he it's it's un- it's uncomparable to any other quarterback. Yeah, and I'm going to dip into the professional soccer world just uh, because. Yep, this is one of the things that people don't think about. We don't talk about soccer much on this show or in in America in general. But Lionel Messi, thank you, with six well, Ballon d'Or. I'm pretty sure it's six Ballon d'Or. Just he just got his sixth one, and that's not just best player like soccer player for his league, that's best soccer player for the entire world of all professionals. So you're going to go Messi over Ronaldo. Yeah, I, w- I would too. Okay. Oh, uh, no, no, I, I, I wouldn't argue. I'll just, <laughs> I, I'm not as uh, into the soccer debate. I, you know, I, I know they're neck and neck. I didn't know that Messi. It was, was clear. for a while. It was a lot more neck and neck, but nowadays it's clearly Messi. Okay. And okay. he just solidified the sixth one, and it was one of those things where you saw they had him place his sixth Ballon d'Or right next to all of them, and it was just like. It's, it's ridiculous. I Honestly, mean, I think that's the only four nominations. Uh, no, yeah. also an honorable mention. It's going to be Sidney Crosby. Okay, Hockey. I love that one. I love that. Oh, come on. Sidney Crosby is. <laughs> I mean, in the same conversation as LeBron? Well, I, I mean, know. like for their sport, the respective okay. sport, yeah, he's the best sports. player for that sport. I, I mean, you can't argue like LeBron is – like he's obviously the best basketball player. I'd say Tom Brady's easily – I mean, besides the past two years, he's been the best player this decade for football. Um, um, if we're going to extend that far, I'll extend uh, Serena. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yes. I, I mean, was, was going to say her. about Novak or, Djokovic? Uh, no. Mm. I mean, he had a grand slam. He Tiger would say Woods. Roger Federer. Tiger's not Tiger. been that good this decade. This that decade, no. Decade. But I would also yes. throw in uh, Simone Biles oh, just yeah, because Simone. she's done stuff for the world of gymnastics that nobody's yeah. ever done. And Michael Phelps, maybe. Right. So there's so many options for. Oh, we missed everything. the team for the for the best pro, but the, the U.S. women's. Women's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I forgot to say that. Uh, is that considered professional? I guess it is. Yeah, the it soccer is. team, yeah. They don't get paid as much as the men, true. but yeah. It, 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 it <laughs> well, is, I mean by considered professional, I meant like that yeah, or I amateur, know, but yes. All right, anyway, moving on to best moment. I've got two in mind, but I'll go ahead and let Matthew go first. Um, well, like I was saying, uh, <laughs> I know the Cubs one was great, and somebody's probably going to say that, but um, just the way the Cardinals-Rangers 2011 World Series ended with the Rangers one strike away – David frees up the bat. He hits a double off of Nafalti Feliz, and they end up winning it in extra innings with uh, from the same bat of David Freeze hitting a bomb to center field. And then you get the uh, the well-known Joe Buck line, we'll see you tomorrow night. And then they eventually end up winning it. And then sadly for the Rangers, I mean, they went to back-to-back World Series and, and couldn't get one. Uh, so I that World Series was unbelievable, and I think it's got to be – uh, one of the best moments of the decade. 2011? 2011. 2011. Uh, I have four. Go ahead. Give uh, us what you maybe got. Maybe not the steal everybody, everybody else's thunder. Um, the Ray Allen shot. Um, okay. That's th- really big. Uh, watching yep. that game, that was just one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Uh, the LeBron block. That game might not be the best game I've ever watched. But, just but the LeBron the in- yeah. the, the moment. The intensity yeah. of that game was just insane. Um, 
the Cubs World Series. That's literally something I'll never, I never thought I would see. That's that's like something you see in a movie. And like you know, one of those Cubs reactions. World Series. Yeah. You saw all of. I remember one thing specifically. There was an old man, and he had had a some sort of soft drink saved up for years. Yeah. He was not going to open it. Until, he said, yeah, he wasn't going to open it. He, he said that in the 70s. He said he wasn't going to open it. And then he opened it, and they're like, you ain't drinking that. You're probably going to die. But, I mean, he, he at least got to do something that he maybe thought he was never going to yeah. get to do. Yeah. That's one of those where sure he would have been you. okay with dying at that time. <laughs> I remember where you were when that happened, yeah. Um, and then Tiger Woods. The, this Man, you got two of mine. I had a Cubs and a Tiger this Woods. Pat, well, I, and then yeah, they, i got to think of something new. I also, uh, like, it not, this isn't up there with him, but the Kawhi Leonard shot this past year. Dude, it was, it's the no, only no. Game 7 winner of all time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Only Game 7 winner of all time. Which is crazy to me because there's been plenty of opportunities for yeah. him. Yeah. But that broke the internet. So <laughs> so which one are you going with? I am going with the Tiger Woods win the Masters. It makes it easier for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, John. I'm going to have to go oh with the, the Cubs. But... <laughs> But I do. I, I even though I am going with the, uh, the the Cubs. I mean, that was like that's it's it's like you said. It was like watching like watching like the ending of like a, a movie and like feeling like teared up at the end because of like what they or the like, the just the season Especially that they just had in the first time with the rain delay happening. Oh, well, not only the, them winning, but that game. I mean, the Rose Davis home run. Oh uh, my like, god, that, that was insane. Like that made my heart stop. Yes. Like, that moment. I was like, like it's like, over. The yeah. curse is the yeah. curse is gonna keep going. Yeah, and like I just didn't think there was any way that the Cubs would win that game. Yeah. And, and, and now they the, now the Indians have the curse. I, yeah. They haven't won a World Series <laughs> since the forties. Forties, I, I think. Yep. And this is something that I would not consider as like one of the best moments of the decade. This is just kind of a personal yeah. favorite of mine. Um, and this, I mean, and this is back in like way in like twenty eleven or. 2012, but it was when uh, Tim Tebow was playing for the Broncos, and yep. he had started. The Broncos were doing really, really well. Matthew, I, I, I think Matthew knows where I'm going with this. They but beat the Steelers, baby. I yes, did. that one, that punt return to Demarius Thomas, Thomas runs it in for a touchdown. They win the first round of the wild card playoffs, and then Unfortunately, they lose to the Patriots in the AFC Divisional Round. But no I, shame in but that. But I have been like a, a huge fan of Tim Tebow and a huge supporter of his, and I was just so happy and ecstatic. Like watching that, like I like I was I was jumping like all over the house after that, and that's not something that I would call like a moment of the decade, but it's it's just a per, like a personal yeah. favorite of mine. So, so which one are you going with? I'm gonna go with the uh, the Cubs in the, the World Cubs. Series. Yeah. Okay, John, if you don't go with sick uh, Cavs coming back from three one, I I tell you what, that gives I me will. a good one. I'll put it down. That's mine. I'll, I'll say, that, you know, the freeze one was great, but, yeah, that just does not beat the Cavs coming down from 3-1. Thank and, you, man. And honestly, I don't well, – Cubs were down 3-1 too, weren't they? They, yeah, were, they were, yeah. 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 Um, same year. Same the, year. The, thought I, the thing I had thought of, and I'm pretty sure this happened in the 20th decade, it's not necessarily the, the best uh, moment. And the Thunder were up 3-1 on the Warriors well, in the West Conference Finals. It's one yeah. of those had things that you there. just don't forget, and the lights going out during the Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh, I remember that. Yeah. That was that was this decade, correct? You're still yes. Awesome. That, was, that was in 2013. 2013. Yep. There goes my honorable mention. <laughs> so I don't really know what else to say because you know my, my the Tigers got or Tiger got taken, uh, and then also the Cubs got taken, and then obviously Matthew just took three and one. So I'm going to go with the light, the lights going out during the Super Bowl just because it's one of those things that you just don't forget. And, and also with that, the Jim and uh, John Harbaugh brothers yes. coaching against each other in the Super Bowl, That's too. That's a good one. That was, that was Ray Lewis's last game. Yeah, so that was yeah. all same the same game. Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, that was big time. Yeah. So I'm just going to group that all together and say Ravens versus 49ers Super Bowl. That's fine. That fine. There you go. Okay. Works good. 
All right. That was the end of our nominations. We're going to talk about the future, the upcoming decade, the 2020s, the next version that. That of makes the Roaring 20s. Years old. That's, that's ridiculous. But we're going to talk about who some of the best players, teams, moments, what kind of moments they will be coming up. I mean, obviously, we'll never know for sure until it happens, but that's what we're going to discuss coming up right here on Red Zone Radio, right here on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Red Zone Radio, Revolution 91.7. Best of the decade hour. We're about to talk about the future. Something that hasn't happened yet. We're going to try to predict what might happen in the future for professional sports, college sports, WKU sports, whatever it may be. But let's just go ahead and throw out some stuff. It can be whatever. It can be WKU related. It can be NFL related. What's something that's going to happen that's going to be a big deal in these next 20, 10 years, not 20 years? You know what? In baseball, you see you know, a lot of bad teams. The Astros, they're now one of the best organizations in baseball but you cannot forget that this was a team winning 50 60 games i mean what was it for four years just 50 60 wins i'm gonna go and say that your cincinnati reds oh this decade will go and get themselves a World Series title. Listen, now man, it could be man, the, at the end of the me. decade we're talking 2029 but i'm gonna <laughs> go out on a limb and say that the Cincinnati Reds will win a World Series. Matthew, well. I was gonna joke. I was gonna joke and say the Reds. You're gonna joke. I was, but if you were, like, I, that would honestly like I could die right there. Like that's my number one sports wish. Um, I can't, I can't even fathom. Mine is going to be uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes is the next Tom Brady esque dynasty type player where you can build around him. I think he's gonna win at least two Super Bowls in the next ten years. I'm going to add a little bit to that, and it kind of goes off to what we were talking about earlier with like the quarterbacks and everything, too. You've got all these young quarterbacks who are around the same age range, or about, about the same age as us, which is also crazy to believe. We, we, you got Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow sure to, 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 yeah. sure to stand out in the NFL next year. And you've got like these four guys and some other, one, one, uh, some other hopefuls, too, that we may not even know about yet. That are gonna like shine and like win playoff games and everything in the super in the super in the Super Bowl when they well, one of these one of these guys is definitely gonna go to the Super Bowl in the future and just they're gonna keep setting records and they're just it's just gonna be really really interesting to see so if if th- those teams and those quarterbacks are what I'm really hopeful to see I've got two one's WKU related the other one is professional related WKU related I think WKU will play in and win a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, I know it's a limb, but here's what's gonna happen. You pretty much you got to have an undefeated Western right, Mike team. Mike Sanford. <laughs> Mike Sanford. Why you call me Mike Sanford? Because that's what that, is that, one of his goals. That was. was one of his goals. After you know his two seasons why he spent with Western. I know, but why can't that be one of your goals, whether when, you're a legitimate no, don't coach get or me not? Wrong. That's no, that's what every coach should have. But yeah. it's just it looks really bad because he went out. He got fired after two seasons, and he won three games in his last. A couple of years ago, one of Indiana's defensive linemen claimed that they were going to go 12-0, and I think they were like 4-8, and 5-7 and seven that year. So that is what it is. Anyway, my other one, I'm going to say uh, the city of Louisville is going to have a professional basketball team, and they are going to be okay. competing for a conference uh, yeah. title. 
Yeah. I'd, I don't think they're going to be a slouch. I think if they get a team, they're going to be pretty decent after. Maybe not immediately, but I think they're going to be able to build like into something pretty I, well. I do like that. Is that what I like that a lot. Is that what you're going with, That's John? what I'm going with. I'm going to go with uh, City of Louisville. I'm going to throw in one more just as an honorable mention. Um, the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Don. I'm Are you sorry. serious? I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> no, it wasn't even going to be the Killing Mavericks us. as much as it was going to be. We're going to talk about Luka as one of the best, not probably the best European player and one of the best players um, not just a decade, but probably ever. Yep. And I got an honorable mention. What you got, Ron or Patrick? If you We're going to head back to the city of oh Cincinnati. Gosh. <laughs> we know not, where this is oh going. On, hey, I was. Hey, well, I was debating what, saying what, the what Reds, but if you say, say that the Cincinnati Bengals are about to win the Super Bowl, the Bengals about to go. No, they're not going to go to the Super Bowl, but <laughs> darn it! I think Caden turned his mic off. Yeah, I think he did. I turned it down. Oh, okay. uh, thank you. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals will get a playoff win oh my. <laughs> before the year 2025. All right. Okay, that's, wow. That's better. That's, that's I guess. Yeah, Maybe. I, I, I still and they will go that. to the AFC Championship in 2029. It's not that's like, all I got to say. It's Ma- not like those that, are locked that, There we go. That's the big year for Cincinnati. Ma- 2029. Reds are going to win the Super Bowl, and the Bengals will win a playoff. Oh Joey Votto out there. Maybe make it Joey Votto out there. They'll be wheeling him out there up to the batter's box, and he'll still crank one into the river. And Jordan will be there just full beard and all, almost 30 years old. Hunter Green throwing gems. And Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray will still be on the team. Pump that in my vein. Because I want him to be. (laughs) We are going to wrap wrap this segment up because we got to go over our results. Real question. Real quick, quick, quick. Uh, Harrison, what was your pick again? Oh, the uh, quarterbacks uh, uh, in the NFL. The future of... uh, Just be like bright future. Bright future. Mobile quarterbacks are the future. Yeah, young quarterbacks in the NFL. So, yeah, there we go. Wraps up the segment. We're going to review our results when we come back. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the red zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Red Zone Radio, Revolution 91.7. Chumba Wumba, the consistency of uh, of our final Bidding segment. For your last show. Uh, I also forgot one thing, a best moment of college sports. The Louisville Cardinals being caught for uh, hiring strippers <laughs> to, uh, uh, to <laughs> we a not best of for the decade. That'd been interesting. That I still can't believe that happened, but it did. So. All right. Anyway, we gotta we gotta review some of these results. National championship. Obviously, people happen. will be able to keep voting on these throughout the the next twenty four hours. But we'll go ahead and say who's ahead. Best of the decade. Best Western Kentucky team as of right now. Sixty percent of the vote says twenty sixteen WKU football. Uh, best of the decade for WKU player. 59% say Brandon Dowdy. Tori, that was your pick. Best of the decade for WKU moment, 2014 football versus Marshall. It was one of those things. Like Even, even the moonshine throwdown account response yeah. saying, we know what it's going to be. <laughs> so big stuff there for WKU that happened this year. Best of the decade overall college team. Alabama Dynasty is thoroughly winning that one at 82%. 2010 Auburn football hasn't even received a vote. <laughs> Just to throw that out there. I guess we see who wins the Twitter Iron Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Best of the decade, college player, Anthony Davis with a solid lead, 60%. Uh, second place, I'll go ahead and say some of the, some more of like where people are at. Dansby's at 20%, Jimmer's at 15 Manziel's at 5 uh, Best of the decade, college moment, it is pretty handily kick six Auburn versus Bama. It's 13% across the board for the other three. What a, what a call that was. 
Auburn is going to win the football That's game. Right. That, you know that guy passed away this past year. Are you serious? Wow. Yeah, he did. I had Wait, no which guy? The uh, guy who called the game for the kick six. Oh. Yeah, the, the Auburn oh. commentator, yep. Uh, now heading into our pro teams. Best of the decade. Uh, New England Patriots winning pretty handily, 62%. Uh, did you – did we have uh, the Giants dynasty on there? I feel like we switched that. Maybe we didn't. No, we did. Okay, we no, had we that. Didn't. That's a zero percent. Just FYI. Oh, no, <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on now. Three, three and five three years. Uh, they may, they may think it's the uh, the New York Giants dynasty. No, I put I put San Francisco. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, you put mind. SF. Best of the decade pro player. This is a very big one. A lot of fantastic players across the board. Let's. I'm gonna go and see without looking right now. Who do you all think is ahead in that one? Um, Sadly, Tom Brady, but. LeBron's deserving. What else? What else do you all think? I'd say LeBron or Emmanuel. It's, it's either LeBron. I feel like Brady. it's got to be. It's probably LeBron. LeBron is ahead. 50% of the Sweet. vote. Uh, Tom Brady's in second. Mike Trout in third. Lionel Messi's in fourth. I, I'm going to credit his last place simply because people don't know or don't care about Lionel Messi. Yeah. Um, best of the decade for pro moment. Uh, Cubs win the World Series. 53%. Uh, followed by Tiger winning the Masters at 41%. Cavs only has the Cavs come back only with one vote so far, six mm. percent, and no votes Disrespect. for Ravens in the 49ers Super Bowl. Whether you're talking about the Harbaugh brothers clashing or uh, the the lights going off or whatever it may be, uh, then we the one that we just did, best of the future. Uh, we have seven votes so far, so obviously we have a very small sample to choose from. But the le- the leading result is Reds win a World Series. So for all you Reds fans out there, How about including, that? including Tory Bowling, <laughs> and uh, it's a good step in the right direction. Now easy, <laughs> <laughs> easy Tory. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. It is going to. Chiefs um, win a Super Bowls in second, and then pro team in Louisville, and then the young QBs running the NFL are tied for last. Obviously, small sample size, probably only a handful of votes. Uh, but that will do it for our best of the decade hour. It has been a fantastic, unique little thing we have done. Uh, and uh, I have enjoyed every moment of it. I've enjoyed every moment of being on Red Zone. This is my final sign-off. What, what have you guys thought of just, in, just I don't know, the, the fall semester in general, whatever well, you want to Well, John, say. I've only uh, – you came on, what, last year, last year half through halfway through the semester – um, we started doing. Uh, I think I was doing. It was two years ago. Conference USA. You were still doing. I was doing. You came out as a host. Yeah, you were doing. Oh, recruiting. as a host. Yeah. yeah, the the spring semester yeah. was my first time. Okay. Host. Yes. Um, um, but I have enjoyed every single minute. You may, you have made Red Zone so much better than I thought it was going to be, and I just thank you for all your hard work. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, you're the only Indian, real Indiana fan I know. That's 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 been enjoyable. Uh, I like I like knowing fans of other teams. Uh, yeah, you've made Red Zone awesome. It's been really good hosting with you, and uh, we wish you luck in uh, whatever endeavors you uh, will seek to. Harrison, it's been a pleasure. You were probably our longest tenured producer we yep. have had. Something like that, and you're also a fantastic uh, TV anchor. Which is just I know and a big don't hear and a big tops on top guy. Yes, yes. tops on top. Back from the Gormley yeah. days. Yeah. yeah, Harrison. What else? What would you like to say before we sign off? Well, I just want to say I, I was thinking about uh, uh, when Matthew and I, because uh, I uh, I'm a transfer student, and I remember my yeah, we came year. in at the same time. Yeah, Matthew and I became in the same time. Matthew and I knew each other uh, at uh, we were in high school, and we we're from the same uh, area in Tennessee. And I remember when uh, 
Mr. Dalton Gobby gave us Sam Gormley's number, and we asked him for the first Definitely. meeting yeah, for Red I Zone. Remember that. We wanted Tor to get, was there at the meeting. <laughs> we we wanted to get involved. And Talk we about met, a throwback. Talk yeah, about for real, man. Oh my gosh, just like I'm getting emotional, like thinking about that. Yeah. I just remember <laughs> you and I going into this thing together, and you've been hosting, and now you're like in charge of it and everything. And it's just been fun, like coming even into produce and like talking about sports with you guys and going to the games and y'all y'all are just like just a really good really good group of guys i'm gonna miss every single one of y'all and it's just been y'all have made sunday nights so much fun yeah and it's yeah it's it's it, it i'm and i can't wait to see what you guys are gonna do with the show and yes. the new people that are yeah can't sunday not sunday nights have definitely been better with you two on the show it's been nothing but a privilege it's nothing but a pleasure and i look forward to hearing whether it be ryan or caden or patrick i know they're going to move up to different positions and we're you're all surely going to bring in some new guys over the next couple of years but i am excited for what red zone's done we've gotten a new logo since i've been here We've uh, we've really upped our social media. We've gotten on Spotify. We've done so many fantastic things. We went to Frisco the past couple of years. So uh, or I guess it was just last year, wasn't it? It was the first time in Frisco. Yeah. But we're going to keep that up. Once again, as always, thanks for listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Uh, it's been a privilege. It's been a pleasure. And uh, for myself, Matthew, Tori, Harrison, Caden, Ryan, and Patrick, go, go Tops. Go Tops.